Warning, you're entering a safe space for freedom of thought and opinion. This is Voice of the People, USA Radio, where free speech thrives and political correctness dies. public 
Um, we have sealed indictments being unsealed. Everybody's being arrested. We have people putting no faith in our government, no faith in the state, putting too much faith in the government, too much faith in the state. Everybody is thinking something different. They have an alternative viewpoint on everything, and usually that's a good thing. But in this case, it is causing further division, further divide, and I wonder if people are not missing what's actually happening right in front of them. You know, people are fearful, some, as we know, and just a little bit of a, you know, guiding light here so people understand. I, of course, am a supporter of our president, and I think I speak for Elisa. She's a supporter, and Mike is kind of the libertarian, on the fence, in the middle, different viewpoint type of person. And Dave obviously falls more in line with us, but differences of viewpoints. But again, what we're going to do here today is have a discussion. We're going to open it up for people to call in if you so desire, because this is what's lacking. We have people wrongly holding a president accountable for what their states are doing. We have people all of a sudden that were questioning everything, question the CDC, question the World Health Organization, question, you know, the media. And now they blindly follow. And I wonder what's caused this, what's brought us to this point. So this is the reason why I wanted to do this today. I want to open it up. I want to open up the forum to everything, everyone all different viewpoints, whatever you think, I want to hear it. Starting first with us, and if we get callers, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. This time, currently, we have 672, one, two, live listeners. Thank you. And I want to hear people's opinions. I want them to join us. The chat room's open. It's live. Our call-in number is 515-605-9832. That's also posted on top of the chat room. But I really think it's important to have this conversation and to not leave any stone unturned and to discuss all things and get a different point of view because this blind faith and this blind allegiance to the entities that have failed us time and time again is beyond me. And I wonder if we aren't purposely being divided. We aren't purposely you know, being further distracted from what's actually going on. And I feel that there needs to be a time when we step up and say, hey – Something's not right here. Question everything. Do not be a blind follower. And that's that's my point with all than ever. And again, that's by design. So with that, I want to open it up to see who wants to jump in first. Mike or Lisa? Ladies first, obviously, if you'd like to just jump in and give a little little insight into you and your viewpoint and then I'll stop going. I'll stop talking and then let Mike talk after you. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're in a really strange time right now. I don't think many people other than, you know, some things that have happened in the past, you know, nine eleven, things of, of high scale magnitude that have happened. Um, but I don't think we've been through something like this. Um, and especially, I know our age, you, Dan, and I, you know, we had 9-11, which was a very different kind of fear that driv- that was driven into, you know, our citizens. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen, what to anticipate, what to expect. But now, this has been something that's threatened all of us, you know, from the young to the old even though we found that, that this whole thing has been more like um, for the elderly, it's hit them a lot harder. 
Um, but, you know, the scary thing is that you, you have, you know, kids can carry it and we can carry it and carry it on to those people and they're not surviving. Like Italy is a prime example. Italy had 2000 deaths almost in 24 in a 48 hours. You know, th- that's insane. So, you know, the fear, I get it. Is it a little overboard? Yeah. When you have hospitals hoarding ventilators, doctors hoarding malaria medications that they're trying to use as testing to see if it helps this virus, if it combats it in any way, that's, you know, it's, that's insane. But there has to be, we got to find a middle road somewhere where it's not sheer havoc, but we are informed and everyone understands the risks. You know, a lot, I hear a lot of people freaking out about New York. I can't hear them. I hear you just fine. You're good. Okay. Got you, you, got you fine. Oh, I'm not yep. on you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, the, I mean, my biggest thing is that we have to be informed, you know, and, and not be panic-stricken. That's well done. Well said. Thank you for that. And moving right along, because I'm going to, again, hold off on my on my insight here and my, my viewpoints or whatever you want to call it. And Mike, I want to go to you and just a little to preface this so people, new listeners that we have, because ideally we have new listeners always jumping in because our, our radio shows seem to be sporadic. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> we'll be... <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh... <laughs> Nevertheless, um, Mike's going to offer a little bit of a different take, and Mike has been somebody who I've known for, I don't know, what, 12 years now, 13 years now, and uh, we share a lot of... 2008 or 2009? Yeah, something, yeah, something along that. So it's interesting for me, and that's why I'm happy that Elisa's joining us, because there's somebody who I've legitimately known for, well, I don't want to put your age out there, but I've known for a very, very, very long time, okay? So, since literally, you know, <laughs> kindergarten? Elementary first school. grade? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, God. But, nevertheless, Mike is somebody who, people who do know our shows and what we've done, we've had many um, loud debates over differences of opinions, but as the years go by, me and him fall more and more in line. But again, there's, there's the difference. We could have differences of opinions, but we talk about it and we're not afraid to discuss it and put, to put it out there in the public sphere. And too many people are because they're afraid of being condemned, being judged, being silenced, being whatever the case may be. So for those who are familiar with Mike, he's still Mike. So with that, Mike, I'm going to stop rambling here and let you, Jump in. We're waiting on okay, Dave. Well, well, first off, I, I don't want to belittle the serious situation, but uh, I always have to wonder why I always get a warning right before I, right before I start to speak to people. It seems to happen <laughs> every show. <laughs> I do not have claws. I do not have fangs. <laughs> uh, listen, some things are never going to stop, okay? Deal <laughs> with it. <laughs> uh, all right. That being said, as far as what's going on right now, well, I think you both kind of hit the nail on the head with it. It's perfectly fine for people to be scared, to be worried. These are uncertain times, but uh, make no mistake, as far as I'm concerned, what is going on is a manufactured crisis. Now, when I say that, does that mean that every detail of it has been manufactured? Probably not. But I believe this is the uh, situation when it came up was a perfect time for the powers that be called the NWO, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, 
to take advantage of the situation and uh, take advantage of us, the, the United States citizens and the citizens of the world. Um, I, I do think that we should avoid panic. And regardless of what information you hear, always take it with a calm head. I mean, that, that's the most important thing. If you give in to panic and blind fear, you have lost the ability to do anything for yourself at that point. So always take, take your information and be calm. As the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy says, don't panic. And it's very good advice. As far I, I like it. That's like, that's like the HR response. <laughs> as and far that as, um, needs... Go, go ahead. Keep sorry. going, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, as far as um, how I think the situation is unfolding, now, do I believe that the virus is real? Yes, I do. Do I believe there have been deaths? Yes, I do. Do I feel the numbers have been exaggerated to keep people in a, pretty much a blind fear? Yes, I do. This is not too under. Now, let's say that this virus is not serious, because it is. But I do believe that the media, working with the government, is uh, taking advantage of your uncertainty. And when you hear something being released from your government agencies or your media agencies, take it with a grain of salt. Look around you. Talk to people if you can. Find out what's going on in their lives. That's going to give you a better idea of what's happening than anything you're going to see on TV. Yeah. Rock on. I couldn't agree news more. going on. <laughs> yeah, too much of it. And with that, everybody do a special shout-out. Happy birthday to Mr. Dave Wazalewski. And hey, happy yeah, birthday. birthday. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> Dave is online. And, Dave, I want to give you the same, the same option here to go out there and uh, throw out your opinion before we move on to the conversation. Oh, geez, man. I don't even know where to start. Uh, after what Mike said, I mean, I said it was the HR response. I think, uh, you know, this coronavirus, it's some serious shit. But I think what um, what the media is presenting and and telling people might be a little offset. You know what I mean? Done to induce panic and induce fear? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. I mean, pe- like, really, people need to stay home. Okay. You know, get, get, your, get your goddamn kids. Get them in the house. Get your college kids that are living in the basement. Get them in the <laughs> fucking house. You know, tell them and, to get off the and, beach. And tell them to stay still. Yeah, get off the beach and stay still. I mean, for real. I mean, there there are like this is affecting the elder generation. I I don't know if that's true or not because I know somebody that's thirty five that has it. Yeah. So. Did you hear about that lacrosse you know, kid? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he's a he was a he's a college kid. He plays lacrosse in perfect health. He's in an induced coma right, right now. Right. You know? Wow. I mean, it, so, yeah, it's, it's hitting everybody. It's not just the elderly seem to get it more and more severe. But Right. Okay. So I got I to gotta ask here. And, Dave, you have anything else you want to say at the moment? I uh, don't mean to cut you off. No. No, I'm good, but it's right. my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Somebody wants attention in his quarantine birthday. Um, here's, here's an interesting tidbit that I think went underreported by design. 
was that last year, November, the CDC reported that there were over 70,000 deaths from the flu the previous year, and they were expecting over 80,000 deaths this year from the flu. That doesn't go reported in the media because that falls in line magically with the numbers put out now by the uh, media, by politicians, by all. So I ask you, I, I, this, is, this is a basic question, and I want to I start it with this, but when somebody dies of the coronavirus, and obviously one death is too many, you know, death is a horrible thing no matter what. You know, nobody's sitting here saying that every, huh, live chat should be enabled. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say that anybody, you know, should down talk the fact that people are dying because people are dying and it's a horrible thing. It's disgusting and it's a terrible thing. And one death is too many. I say that and I repeat that and I'll say it over and over again. But I ask you, how do we know? How do we know when somebody dies, they didn't die of the flu? How do we know they didn't die of, like most cases, as reported worldwide, they had coronavirus, but they also had pre-existing conditions? What was the cause of death? What are they testing for? What are they, how do we know? Do we just trust what they're telling us, or do we start to question? And this is one of many, 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 many questions about all of this. And again, I'm not downplaying what it is, but I'm simply questioning the fact that people are so willing to blindly believe what they're telling you and how do we know when there's a mass shooting, which again, horrible thing. When there's a mass shooting, we know the faces, we know the names, we see the funeral procession, uh, processions. We see, uh, you name it. We, we see everything. We see candlelight vigil, vigil, blah, I can't talk visuals. We see event after I think, event. I think the HIPAA violation the- plays a part in that. Yeah. I'd have to agree with her on that one. I mean, you can't really, put out medical information like that about a, a patient in a facility. I mean, that's, well, but I do agree with your overlying uh, suspicion there that uh, we can't really be certain. I always, all I have to say is, I mean, can I say, take my word for it and expect everyone to believe me? No. And uh, you shouldn't take a media channel's word for it just because they tell you time and time again, we've caught media in many lies. I'm sure even the listeners have seen media lying for themselves. You can't trust everything you're told. Correct. You know, and that's see, I don't know about that because I think with this coronavirus, I think that things are semi united, better than they were before. I agree with that. So I, so when I think when uh, news outlets are reporting death and and so on and so forth, I think uh, you know. I really think they're reporting the truth. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I brought this up with Dad the other day. I am uh, live here in Louisiana. I was watching uh, John Edwards give uh, basically a state of, what do you want to call it, state of the state address or whatever. And uh, the subject of the reported coronavirus uh, cures was brought up that, have been, that had been reported for weeks prior to this. And he flat out said, no state keeps track of it. Yet every media agency was reporting this as fact beforehand. Suddenly, once he said that, there's been no mention of people being cured by the coronavirus. Where did the media sources well, get their information for that? There was, if, I if think, a lot of that not from Trump. When Trump made that his comment in one of his his briefings, he had said that they had tried the malaria medication on someone that was had said their final goodbyes to their families, and within six hours. He woke up and was 
pretty much back to normal. And I think that's what seemed blind to that whole narrative. But I mean, it was a number that was being reported by the media for a while. Oh, yeah, I can't. And then it was taken down after the governor said, no state keeps track of that. Which makes me wonder, if they're willing to make up a number for one thing, what makes the other one reliable at that point? And you can check for yourself. I'll even give you the date. It was March 25th that he did this interview. If someone wants to go back and check it, feel free. But he flat out says that no state that he know him, oh that he knows of, including Louisiana, keeps track of who's been cured. I think that's what the one of the major issues is, is that we've the media has done so much damage over the last election cycle with the lies from all angles that now people don't trust anything they say. That might that it's a sad state of affairs, but unfortunately that's how it has to be. I mean, when you break trust, you're not you wrong can't for that. Expect trust. You know, I, I, I just simply, I'm somebody who never used to question a lot of things, and now I'm at the point where, you know, from from what I've seen, from what I've experienced, from what I've dealt with, you know, we don't need to go into that. But I question everything, and well, I you know, have a for question instance, for you guys. Yeah. My question is. Where do you think, like, I, I remember, like, when, when we were growing up in the 90s, 80s and 90s, showing our age mm-hmm. a little bit, but <laughs> it was a very different world. You know, like, yep. I don't, the media was more, was a much more reliable, was a much more reliable outlet of what, um, you know, of what you could trust more of what they were saying. And then as time grew on and we got into the 2000s and now the late, two, like, you know, the 18, 19, 20, it went to shit. Yep. Where do you think that change took, why do you think that change took place? Do you think it was a political issue where that overran the judgment? Well, if I may feel this one, Dan. Go ahead. We're going to say the same thing. So, uh, I, think, I think it's uh, two words. Uh, are you familiar with Operation Mockingbird? Amen. Mm, I don't. No, honestly, I'm not on that. I mean, Blue, 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 Ultra, those things. <laughs> their assets into the media, basically for the purpose of manipulating and controlling the media. I bet you that as times pass by, they have gotten more and more people to do exactly what they want them to in the media. So that that's why we're at this point now. I mean, you can check it out yourself. Operation Mockingbird is well documented. It's a real program, and it, it did exist and it probably still exists to this day. And I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of the answer to the question you just asked. <clears throat> might not be all of it. Something but, uh, changed, you know? Yeah, like, it was, it was quick. I think you could hear me. I don't know if they can. I can I hear you. Everybody can hear me. I, well, then. I think I think a lot of things changed when, when Trump came to office. Because Seems like before it. when Obama was in there, you really didn't hear about fake news or fake media. It doesn't matter who was there. Yeah. But when Trump came into office, that's all you've heard because Trump called it out. But like we're, we're not smart enough to to know that it was fake news because we thought it was it was real. Yeah. So yeah I, I don't remember ever real. questioning it like that. Right. Right. I want to jump in quick here, and I want to put a caller on. <laughs> Carrie McCormick. Oh, shit. Oh, my I goodness. think you're listening. 
Right. Oh, do you do you not want to talk talk? Do you just want to listen? I, I, I just, I'm here listening and just uh, just uh, yeah, just listen to everybody. I just I, I don't even know what to talk to say anymore. You know. All right. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I if you like, I'll put you. You want me to put you on hold so you're not in the uh, lineup here at the moment, or you want to talk? Totally up to you. You can leave me in. You can leave me in. It's fine. Oh, you can, I'm just listening, you, and I'm ready to pop in. You can talk. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's cool. You know, i i want to I want to say that you know there's there's a lot of things that don't go addressed, and there's a lot of things that don't get brought up, and the fact that so few of us know about Operation Mockingbird, that so few of us, you know, we hear these terms like McCarthyism, 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 McCarthyism. We've heard that brought back into the forefront about McCarthyism. Everybody, you know, it's reversed now. Everybody's a Russian. But back in the day, everybody was a communist and a Russian. But now it's being used by the left versus the right. And back in the day, it was the right. You know, it's, it, was, it just got manipulated over time. But we hear about McCarthyism. What they never report is McCarthy was right. What they don't talk about is the fact that these programs were in place and the media was there to parrot CIA talking points from back in the 50s and 60s. They've been there. They've been in place. They've been utilized before. But I think they lie dormant because they want to test society. They want to see how far they could push something and how much of an agenda they could put out there because all it is is about controlling agenda. I mean, we talk about Mockingbird, but let's not forget, you know, I made a post on Facebook one day. I said about this being a bioweapon, and people attacked me, which I love when they do that. I don't care. But how dare you call it a bioweapon? How dare we? China would never do such a thing. China would never use a bioweapon on their people. They would never kill their own people. They're a great, loving, all-encompassing country that means no harm to anyone. Just like America would never create a bioweapon. We didn't utilize Operation Paperclip in the 50s and 60s and brought the head of the Nazis, the SS, to America and put him to work for the sole purpose of creating disease, creating all these different things that we see commonplace in today's world. People and don't realize... never test those diseases on the citizens either, as they have in the ex- past. Exactly. There's, there's so many things that go unrecognized and not spoken about and they want you dumb they want blind obedience they want you to sit there and take everything they say take it all for face value so whatever they tell us must be the truth whatever they whatever they put out whatever they project i mean again i could i talk about the governor here in pennsylvania in my opinion a piece of shit right he's done one good thing he's done one good thing he gave rights protection to animals and you know prosecute animal abusers they should die if people abuse an animal abuse a child or abuse a woman they should be put to death publicly i will never change my viewpoint on that but i digress (laughs) this guy is a scumbag always has been a scumbag but people hail him as some sort of savior now and he's so great and he's wonderful right i live in susquehanna county in pennsylvania you know i'm surrounded by every county where they're now on the mandatory stay at home thing lockdown right but it's being done to protect us it's being done to protect us Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo is a hero. He's a savior. He's a oh, saint. Oh, God. 
But meanwhile, he's being outed for the, what, 40 to 50,000 ventilators kept in a warehouse. He was called out not only by independent journalists and a Democrat. And then, of course, Trump put out the tweet. But again, the hypocrisy to sit there and say the government isn't giving me what I need. Meanwhile, this is going on. And you know it. It's like Puerto Rico all over and again. And he wants to be but, a sanctuary and, and, and to be a sanctuary city on top of that and to let and, and no, the no bail reform thing was, is a well, nightmare. Of course, of course, but it's it's just it goes. You know, I beg the question: How much do we have to accept at face value? How much do we have to take? People talk about Dr. Fauci being some type of hero, some type of savior. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Do we not talk about how he failed with Ebola? He failed with H1N1. He failed, 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 failed. How many more times? The CDC. Oh, Trump didn't have the CDC. That should have been done years ago. Why wasn't that done after they failed in, during the Bush administration? Why wasn't that refunded and restocked and given all the crap it needed during the, the friggin' Obama administration? You can go back, but we lose sight of history. And when we don't speak truth to power about what's actually happened, then we're blind and we're sheep and we conform to it. And I wonder when do people say enough? We talk about how this is, and I'm not, I'm not even giving you my opinion here, but we talk about what's right and what's not right. And this is done to protect us. But if we speak out, we're a conspiracy theorist, we're a fear monger, we're racist. I got to throw that in there. We're everything because we don't buy what they're telling us. Okay. Freedom of speech gone. I want to protest this. I want to protest the shutdowns, the lockdowns. I want to go out and take a stand. If you gather and assemble in public, you could be fined and or arrested. It's happening in other states. It will happen in Pennsylvania soon. Boom. Freedom of assembly. Gone. I want to, do you see where I'm going with this? They're taking away our freedoms, and people are blindly, Trump, 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 Trump. No. Separation of powers. Actually, Trump is doing it right, putting it in the governor's hands. And again, if he did something that was so shittily wrong, I'd gladly put it out there. But people don't understand that this is actually being done by the governors, right? Right, wrong, and different. But still, rights are being taken. And the, when do we say enough? When they take one, they take more. They take more and more and more. This is done by design. They will, as um, Carville said, a famous Clinton strategist, uh, Democrat, yes, media figure, but he's the one that famously put it out there about, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. And believe me, they do it on the right as well. So, again, uh, I'm t- Dan, Dan, I'm telling you. Look, make no mistake about it. These people from New York City and Chicago, Illinois, and Los Angeles County, California, y'all a bunch of dirty scumbags, man. Oh, shut up. You're dirty. You're going to offend a lot of us. Because you're not washing your hands. You haven't washed your hands forever. Uh, Y'all dirty. Now that he lives yes, in Kentucky, I mean, he thinks he's – he listen, Dave uh, – sorry I put that out there. Dave left Pennsylvania oh. and went to Kentucky, so now he has some type of uh, holier-than-thou attitude. Shut up. <laughs> I think the issue with, with – the big problem with New York, though, I, I, and with and San, uh, San Francisco, L.A., that area, everybody said they, they argued and they re- called us racist because we had an issue with sanctuary cities. And here we are, the sanctuary cities 
are overridden in viruses. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and I wonder, like I thought to myself, and I don't know if anybody else thought this, but with Cuomo asking for more and more and more, I'm wondering, are you trying to divert some of this funds and stuff to illegal aliens that are overridden in your city? Well, that was given you know, in the bill. Hoards, yeah, who hoards 30,000 no. ventilators in a warehouse? If I may uh, put in my, my two cents here, uh, he's actually not that far off far off the mark with saying that people are dirty. It's not just the bigger cities. It's the, the United States citizens in general. The reason why I say this yeah. is because there's countries like Japan has a much bigger population density than us, but has a much smaller problem than we do. And the reason why is because the Japanese know basic hygiene. They take care of themselves. When they're at risk, they know how to respond to it themselves. They don't need government shutdowns. They're still getting no, packed on trains, folks, right next to each other. But they've learned how to take care of their problems, like washing their hands, putting a mask over their face, and we don't. This is the major stress. The best thing Not you can do that, to prevent this virus years is to years clean years. yourself up. Yeah, for years and, and years yeah. and years. You saw people, it, like from China, when news re- would report something, whether it was the flu or whatever, they always exactly. had a face mask on. Always. They're always like they love. Yeah. Some people are dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really think the, look the biggest this, thing you can I mean, do for at, this disease is LA, basic hygiene. Look at what a shithole that turned out to be. It's filthy. California, oh. uh, honestly, j- just needs an earthquake and separate that from the United States. Because that, that's, not, that's not even what we're doing. Like, as, they as, are so far out. As somebody who lived in California, unfortunately, I could definitely I attest to the fact. Oh, there you go. Then you know. San Diego. I could, I'm, I'm sorry for both of you. I was NorCal. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think I lasted nine months. But, you yes, know, nevertheless, I... I will say there's a lot of good people in California as well that feel trapped, you know, and I, I, I think, well, shit, I get think, yeah, well, Basically. you know, we could, we could sit there and we could, we could, you know, not point fingers. Easy. No, not when you're there. Cause you don't make enough money to actually get out. You, you literally are beholden fingers though. I don't think it's pointing fingers. I think it's more along lines of bringing to light things that people may not understand. Like people think, you know, people attribute LA to the movie stars and they, they want to go to LA and become a star. And they have no idea walking into LA is like walking down the street in Newburgh. It's a shithole. Yep. Like 5% of LA is the actual <laughs> right. Right. Avoid it all you know, there's, Yeah, you, I mean, you have a couple nice sections, but even like the Walk of Fame with all the stars' names on them, it, it, people are shitting in the streets. Yep. Like literally defecating in the look, streets. Look, Tom Hanks. All right, Wh- where'd he go to quarantine? Uh, in Australia. Mm. No, Australia. Oh yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was filming a movie, right, with his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went to Australia to quarantine. Well, like, yeah, because all all celebrities are now magically sick, and they're all they're all getting coronavirus, and everybody is a victim, and everybody has the contagion, the contagion, the contagion. You know why I say that? Look at the trailer for the 2011 movie Contagion. 
Everybody, everybody <laughs> doesn't talk about this, but it's it's important to denote Jesus this. Christ. Just look and at the trailer. And now you're going to get on the purge too. Oh, we can go there. We're getting there soon. You know, they're they're going to cause riots <laughs> in the streets. It's coming. But well, but, but, you but all right, Dan, if I may put in something quick here. Yep. You mentioned the uh, celebrity saying that they were infected. Um, not the not that he's really you know, we have any relation to the guy, but there's a guy by the name of Barry Gary Gutler, I think his name is. He runs the uh, YouTube channel Nerdrotic. He did an interesting video regarding the celebrities that claimed they had the virus, but never in fact did. They were completely lying to you about it, whether or not they're to enhance the fear yeah. or not. But these people were flat out lying. He called them out on it. So celebrities, for whatever reason. Where did you this. hear that? Put that out so people can look it up. Because I'm sure His other people will watch that. His YouTube channel is called Nerdrotic. N-E-R-D-R-O-T-I-C. I don't know the exact name of the video, but I watched it about two nights ago, and uh, he, he goes, he names names. People are saying they have it. They did not have it. You know, yeah, you I, that was the like right. You know, celebrities oh, lying to oh, you. Oh, I know one right. person in Jim Thorpe that says that they have it. And, and I asked them, I said, so what are your symptoms? And they said fatigue and headaches. What? And, yeah, right. So, like, that, that's I'm a symptom for everything. The, <laughs> yeah. What's that? That's like symptoms like, for everything. Just old age at that point. Right. <laughs> Look deeper. Right. Look deeper. When they test positive for corona, which strand? Which strand? I'm curious. Corona. Coronavirus has been around for what, 40, 50 years. Which strand? We only hear they the tested positive. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know again. Go ahead. You know, I wonder, too, like, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know or realize, you know, people say that we don't know how this came to fruition in China. Well, there was a couple of things rolling around the Internet. There were things about them eating. Uh, the Chinese people eat the nastiest shit. I see a lot of them eating rodents that are not dead. Cooked bad soup. You know, nasty shit like that. But then nobody has really, everyone really gravitated toward those issues. But really, in Wuhan, in the center where this outbreak took place, the, there was a lab working directly with the coronavirus. And it, it, everyone's like, oh, how did it get here? It is enough to be but, certainly be suspicious. You know, it's I mean, like, I, China's taking out their own people quite a few times to population control. Well, how many of they? How many of they kill with uh, what Mao Zedong? Right? What was it? A hundred million of their own people, and then the child limitations. I mean, again, people don't talk about history, right? You know, China. China was the epicenter for all this. Down for a month, they're back open. Their economy's back open, but the media yeah. tells us that we got to be locked down for 12 months, 18 months, right? Media. How many media stations and media and newspapers and magazines and television media networks, right? Actual your CNNs, whatever, are financed by Chinese money. Well, Hollywood stepping up. Hollywood. 99% of Hollywood is literally, literally owned by Chinese investors. They're parroting yeah. propaganda to instill fear. And this isn't. And that's what they do in their own off. country. Of course, this isn't. This isn't going off really? the deep end. This is just putting it out there because people don't talk about it because they're so afraid of putting out a difference of opinion. It, this isn't a matter yeah. of. Go ahead. The other thing, too, the other thing too, I think that that people I've heard nonstop, and I've seen tons of things on Facebook about this, and it bothers me. 
people have been coming after Trump saying that he did not take the virus seriously in the beginning. And that is, it makes me laugh. The reason I say that is his job as the president is to not invoke fear into public. So if he came on TV and had a breakdown and instilled massive fear, he would get ridiculed for that. But then yeah, he shut it. down the borders immediately. He got, he got so much criticism for shutting down the borders. People were filing lawsuits against the Trump administration for shutting down the borders. Had he not done that, you would have hundreds of thousands of people sick. But it's, somehow it all reverts back to, well, Trump did it. He didn't, he didn't unleash the virus in America. And this, this you know, leads to the whole thing about the media in general. Why is the media trying to criticize Trump for doing the right thing, but we're supposed to trust them for doing the right thing for reporting the severity of this disease? They're, well, you it, can't it, trust it, them and distrust them at the same time. Well, in, in but, reality, nobody, nobody should be saying anything because this is something that is so unprecedented and so not away. This is far away from anything that anybody has had to deal with. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think any, anybody. Uh, yeah, this is very un, uncharted territory. Is it? So or I don't is, think is any, it, anybody should be saying anything. Is I think it really it's, uncharted? It is as far as a pandemic. Yeah, but then I we can go I, I back to... I think we've to... gone down this road in different aspects. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned and... about the flu than I am coronavirus. Let me tell you that much. Well, again, and, uh, let's go... What? The flu than the coronavirus. Oh, okay. Let's... And uh, to say that we should be you know, as, as worried as, as this about the flu, the, the flu, no, I don't believe so at all. I mean, to say it's a pandemic, if it's the criteria for it, is it nearly as bad as some of the other things out there? No, it's not. It is definitely, in my my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, but it's definitely being overhyped. Oh, all the doctors, I said that from the beginning, yeah. All the doctors, Mike, are busy posting on Facebook right now. They're all the experts, don't you know? So <laughs> And you, they're you all know, on the news giving their, their, exactly. their, their, their advice. They're so busy in the hospitals with all their cases right now. So... So again, you know, when we I'm going to go back to this movie, this Contagion movie because I find it very interesting. Now we have the outbreak uh, Dan, movie. Let me skip for a minute. I'll be back in a few minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, we have the outbreak movie from the early 90s addressing Ebola. We have other movies addressing, you know, different plagues and viruses and things of that nature. But Do you remember you know, the cabin? Of course. Of course. Yeah. That I mean that movie was promoting yeah. some kind of weird ass plague too. <laughs> Yeah, flesh-eating and whatever it was. Bacteria thing, yeah. The the movie Contagion is interesting because just in the trailer alone, it talks about an unseen, undiagnosed virus that appears to be just like everything else, but people are touching their face, and you have to stop touching your face, and people shooting people in the streets for touching their face, touching their face. Why do I repeat this? Why do I parrot this? Because that's what's being parroted now. Dry runs, tests. These, again, for those who care to make certain things political, which it shouldn't be politicized, but it is. And there's no way around that. So when somebody says, oh, well, you can't bring up Biden and Obama, that's different. Why? 
at this point, over 12,000 were dead and, what, 12 to 14 million infected with H1N1? But were we on lockdown? Were we... Yeah, he didn't even classify it as a... No, we had nothing. So, again, if you're going to criticize one, criticize the other. I put posts out because I say people should be better than that. They should rise above that. They should be beyond that and addressing what's actually going on and looking out for each other. But God knows that we don't do that anymore. That's, Somebody stabbed, like, on Facebook alone. Here's another issue with Facebook. Someone, over toilet paper, you know, now in, in Walmart, they sell, uh, they sell alcohol in some states, not every state. But in some states, they have alcohol, and I guess a bottle fell off of the shelf and broke, and someone picked up the bottle shard and stabbed somebody with it. Over t- like, really? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what is going on? Why not? This is what – see, see how easy it is to cause people to hate each other? See how easy it is to cause a divide, to cause a rift? It's so – the economy being successful should have been something not championed by either side. It should be everybody happy about the fact that the country is doing better. But nope, nope, attack, 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 attack. So if we want to make it – into this political argument, fine, fine. It shouldn't be that way, but let's do it. How racism became the biggest issue ever, right? The biggest issue ever in the 2016 campaign. Racism, racism, racism. Everybody's a racist. Every single person is a racist as the first black president was just leaving office. Hypocrisy, stupidity. They want to talk about, oh, Republican, oh, you're KKK, you're a skinhead. When, when I get those attacks about calling me a racist or a KKK, I said, don't offend me. I'm not a Democrat because they started it. Again, people don't, know the, historical, they don't know the historical truth, so they, they parrot what they're told. So fast well, forward. Yeah, to break that down for people real quick because I know that that's a huge issue, and, and people attack me for that as well because I say the same thing that you do. But educate some people that don't know exactly <laughs> – how the, how the KKK came into fruition? <laughs> well, the KKK was started by the Democrats. Actually, yeah, we can go late 40s to early 50s um, for the simple fact that the Democrats then did not want African-Americans to have equal rights and have voting privileges, and they believed in segregation. So it actually became one of those deals where the Democrats then, <laughs> interestingly enough, started the KKK. They actually funded it. They held uh, public meetings, uh, all this, all this grand wizardry crap. I, I could go on the whole breakdown, but that's a whole other show. I feel, but no, they, they literally, didn't, Dan. No, they didn't, Dan. Stop it. You know, I know. Trump did all that shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, Trump course. started all that shit. <laughs> because now, no. I mean, honestly, people attack me all the time with that, with that argument that yeah. that the Repu- Republicans are a KKK. I'm like, wait, what? Listen, you know, what comes- you don't know the history. What it comes down to is people don't talk about when was the first black representative elected to Congress from the Republican Party. It was in the 1800s. Before the 1850, 1850s. the first black Democrat elected, what, 1993? 1960 or something? Was it? I thought it was yeah. earlier than that, but. It's somewhere in that range where they have a hundred year gap there. But let's not, let's give Democrats then, you know, the credit they deserve. But I'm going, I'm talking about this for a reason. They also started and funded and hired the NRA to teach weaponry to the Black Panthers. 
Again, when we own both sides of the divide, we will keep people in chaos and in fear and at each other's throats so we can continue to push through our agenda. Republicans, Republicans today, they're a joke. They suck. They've sucked for a long time. I consider myself one. I consider the Republicans that are coming in now a little bit different because the establishment and, ones are being – what? And, and they're terrible for, for voting for – what they passed with that $2 trillion stimulus package. Oh, I'm well, glad you brought that up because I was going to go on that. Too. Terrible. <laughs> well, let's, let's look at what was done there. I mean, but, but first, let me just finish this one point. I swear there's an end here. But again, when we have one party controlling a narrative, parroting a talking point, and controlling both sides of the divide – what do you think that morphs into as years go on? Now they want to change the history because people don't know enough to learn their history, and they believe wholeheartedly in what's being sold to them. So people stabbing people for toilet paper, why not? Do they, do they talk about, listen, you had all the riots happening and the protests happening in Hong Kong. It was looking really bad for China. Oh, pandemic, done, lockdown. We had the yellow vest. The yellow vest protesting in the streets in France, wanting wanting to remove the establishment government and the hierarchy, you know, is getting out of control. Pandemic, lockdown, gone. You see, they control people continuously. So now if we are reduced to the point where we're fighting each other, not just online, but now in person, this is what they want, because in the chaos, they could come out and say, oh, we're here for you. Well, let's not talk about the fact that the stimulus bill, right, was held up by Democrats to put more of their shit, more of their funding for illegals and sanctuary cities and abortions and the Kennedy Center, giving Congress a $25,000 a year pay raise. People don't realize Democrats have the majority in the House. They held up the stimulus package. Then they got what they wanted, because you see what I mean? And don't yes, get me right. wrong, Republicans, Republicans for the longest time have been guilty of doing the same shit, not to this degree, but we can go back to 9-11 and the fear that was brought out then. Even after 9-11, our country was shut down for what, two days? I think two days? Something like that. WWE yeah. Smackdown. WWE Smackdown. That Friday night was the first public event from the events that happened on Tuesday. Okay, so that was all good, you know, attacked by a foreign enemy, blah, 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 all this other wonderful stuff. And we can go into that another show. But what did you guys hear about the political about not about the stimulus package? Like, what is your your take on exactly what the layout is for that on who's getting what? Because I I, people a lot of people like to argue about that situation. Disinformation. Something about uh, I've heard a lot about it, but uh, I'd actually like to hold on until we start talking about the effects of the coronavirus, and specifically, I'm going to name the stimulus package into that. As far as the far-ranging effects of this virus will have, I know we're going to cover that later on in this show, so uh, I'll hold off until then to offer my opinion on it. Yeah. As as far as as far as everything else goes, I mean, there's so many different avenues we can go down here. There's so many different things we could talk about. And the stimulus thing is something that that was pure, 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 pure politics through and through. That was wholehearted, righteous, dirty, corrupt, piece of shit politics played out before everybody. 
And mm-hmm. again, when we have a media, we have Facebook, social media, everybody towing one narrative, people buy in blindly without seeing what's being done in front of them. Well, it's so, like Herman Gurney said, if you repeat a lie often enough, everyone will believe it. And that's exactly well, course, what we're seeing. So I'm not too sure what the Kennedy fucking museum or space center oh, Lord, has to the do, Kennedy thing? do with the coronavirus and what what's going on in the do you know that they that, that Congress all gave themselves a thirty thousand dollar raise out of the stimulus plan? Yeah, twenty five thirty. I did, I did yeah. not know that. Yes, I that read was part of it. The, the stimulus when when it was presented, um, it was posted, oh. and I read it was two hundred and fifty six pages. Not and I was going, huh? I don't think that's true. It, it is, is true. true. Look it up. It is true. And you could actually read I, the bill. I read through. Really? I read through a lot of it. And there was yep. stuff in that package that is absolutely insane. Uh, they wanted to, uh, fossil fuel, in, in taking fo- planes out of fossil fuel by 2025. Uh, they wanted solar panels. Like nothing had to do with anything that's going on. Yep. And that's. And that is almost like coronavirus is the least of their concerns. Uh-huh. They don't exactly care. What it was. Well, the media, the media attacking the president for being too close to his advisors when he's giving his press conferences every day. Meanwhile, the media was sitting on top of each other, not even two inches apart. And Trump pointed it out. Yeah. And then two weeks in, now they're sitting at a safe distance in between. He literally let it play out in front of you to see their hypocrisy. People don't look at that. Do as I say. The the picture I saw with the cameraman in just regular clothes and the reporter in a whole whole biohazard suit. I don't know if (laughs) either of you guys saw that, but uh, everyone I saw that I had a good chuckle about just how the media is trying to portray this to the the public. So somebody sent me that link that people are getting raisins. Oh, I want to see that. That's not uh, a problem. Yeah. Dan, you have it because I I don't I'm on yeah, my, I'm on my I sh- phone. I shared it. I shared it, yeah, and I'll put a, it on the. Uh, it was like twenty five thousand dollars or so, are going into it, It's like snuck in in like a little like tiny paragraph in this two hundred fifty six page stimulus. If you were Dan, we put on the Voice of the People USA uh, Facebook post. Yep. What the Facebook fuck? Like, Charlie Kirk didn't mention that when he was going through oh, his uh, stimulus well, Charlie, package. Charlie Kirk is a little yeah. friggin' establishment piece of shit, fake conservative, but yeah, hey, right. you know, I don't want to go into that, you know, him and Ben but Shapiro. Listen, if, somebody, if somebody can disprove that, please, by all means, because that has, that like twisted my stomach when I, I'm like, really? In all this, we're yeah. throwing raises? All right, yeah. so with that, with that, I think now, <laughs> currently, we have 1,116 people listening live. We've actually held that number pretty steady for the last 25 minutes. Thank well, you. Thank you very no much, everyone, for listening. I, no way. I, thank I, you. I, I'm impressed, and I promise you this will get easier once we have our own website, and we're not using Blog Talk, because Blog Talk sucks, says somebody who's used it 10 years. But I'm telling you, Dan, it's, it's probably because it's my birthday. Uh, <laughs> will, somebody, will somebody call in and sing to him? Anyway... So with that, Somebody I want to just do a quick reminder, shit. a quick reminder to everybody that you are listening 
to Voice of the People USA Radio, live on Blog Talk, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, Podcast One, and about 9 million other platforms. I don't even freaking know. So we want to hear from you. I don't know why the chat room isn't, isn't working. I have it open, but again, technology. But the number to call in is area code 515 605 9832. Again, that's 515-605-9832. I have that number posted on the Voice of the People USA Radio fan page on Facebook. It's shared in the link description, the episode description, and I want to hear from people. I want your opinions. Nothing is off off balance here. Nothing is off limits. Talk. We want to hear anything and everything because we'll keep talking because we have a million different things to talk about. I promise you that. But I love to hear from people. I mean, uh, if they have any stories yeah, they want to share, if they want things about while well, they had to deal with things back at home with what's the shutdowns and all that, I, I'm more than interested to hear about it. Or even if you know someone that has the virus, which I'm very sorry if you do, and I hope they get better, but please share your story. I mean, you're, you're more than welcome to come on the channel and uh, speak to us. And I want to know, I want to hear from people, if anybody's in the areas of where, like, they're talking about how the mandatory – like the four enforced shut the quarantine, like New York, I think New Jersey and uh, Connecticut, or I know Rhode Island's already doing it where the National Guard is there. Um, here in Florida, they posted, um, they put state troopers at the borders of Florida. And if you are come in with an out-of-state tag, you're pulled over, they're taking your temperature, and you're told to sell, you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. You want to talk so, about HIPAA? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like, not like having a state trooper hand a thermometer to you. Yeah, yeah. who knows where that thermometer has been? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, look, yeah. I hope there's the right thermometers and not bending people over. Shit. So, yeah, with I'm that. Curious. With that, again, the number to call in is 515-605-9832. You are listening to Voice of People USA Radio, live on Blog Talk currently and streaming everywhere. Um, follow us on Twitter at USA Radio. Send us an email right now. It's still Gmail at live at gmail.com. And we will be back in 30 seconds. Engage and rage. This is Voice of the People, USA Radio. awake and hasn't fallen asleep out there so we are back and we are coming into hour number two and again we're still holding up over 12 now up up almost 1200 live listeners so again this is all about you this is why this platform exists voice of people usa radio exists because we want to hear from everybody 
We want conversations to be had about what's popular opinion, unpopular opinion. We want to engage you. We want to be your platform to come out and speak freely. That's why we exist. Very soon, there will be a website, and very soon, we're going to do something a little bit bigger on an actual network with multiple podcasts, multiple shows, live call-in shows, live engagement, and we're going to have different points of view, different opinion shows, talking about different issues, social issues. You and I talk about that? Yep. That's something that we about just discussed we're gonna last hopefully night. hopefully get a show going yep. about, I'm a huge UFO enthusiastic person, <laughs> conspiracy yep. theories. MK Ultra, Project Bluebeam, all those things. So hopefully we'll get, well, we are going to get a, a show on that too. Oh, definitely. And Mike, Mike loves that stuff anyway. So uh, that that's always fun too. But honestly, I discuss this, that stuff. I don't necessarily love it, but I, I do at least breach the subjects. There you go. So with that, with that, with that, with that, moving into our number two. Let's, you know what, Mike, you take the topic and lead it off. I'll, I'll right. not talk well, here for a well, couple minutes. I'm taking the topic here, let me express my absolute shock that we did an hourly break. I almost feel like a professional show right now. And uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Between that and the near heart attack I had that you planned out the show ahead of time. <laughs> by the way, and maybe an alien right now, just a fair warning. But... Uh, <laughs> Hey, it only took me 12 years, okay? Exactly. When you sent me that text earlier with, like, the layout for this show, I had to sit down. Okay. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) With that being said, um, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the uh, stimulus bill. I I think this is a perfect time to start talking about the long-term effects of uh, the response to what the coronavirus is going to have on the United States in general. Um. My opinion is that um, the stimulus bill coupled with the bail, the uh, loans that we're going to give business, it's going to be similar to, I think it was 2000, 2008 when we did quantitative easing. Is that the correct time frame, I believe, when we bailed out the banks and all that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, the net result of that was that the value of the dollar has massively inflated. I mean, you, don't, you may not understand how. But think about it. Your money was worth a lot more back then than it is now. Yeah. You're going to see a very similar effect after this. And we're adding two plus trillion on top of our one plus trillion debt just for this year alone. This is a Let me ask you guys this. Go, go ahead, just on that real quick before you go into that. Did okay. you hear the same thing that I did? And, I, and that's why I'm asking because I want to make sure that my information is correct. That whatever, whoever is getting, people think that they're just getting a free check. Which is not the case. Apparently, it's, it's something money. to do with it's you're going to be paying period. your taxes. Yeah. You're going to be, it's, it's going to be taxable money on your income tax this year, right? Um, I've heard differing reports on that, but the general consensus is that, yes, it, it's going to be paid for in your income tax. Okay. So, people, you're, you're not getting, you're not getting free money. There's no such thing as free money from the government. It does not no, exist. No, there never is. <laughs> and, and, like, people think, like, oh, welfare. That's not free money either. Taxpayers pay for that. Between that and the fact that many people have been laid off from their jobs and there's no revenue coming in, and uh, you have a lot of people now that are collecting unemployment, and this mm-hmm. is going to create a gigantic, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but basically a giant influx of borrowing to pay for all this stuff. And when we borrow, our value of our dollar decreases according to how much we borrow. And we're borrowing a ton this year. 
And uh, for a while, there's nothing coming in. So uh, we're, we're basically living. It's it's you know basically an IOU that our ki- you know not even our kids are after it. We're gonna have to pay it in probably like three four years. Mm-hmm. And not only are we gonna be paying for this in tax increased taxes because of course we got to increase taxes. Um, um, payments on the debt national debt. I believe this is the fourth biggest bill on our budget currently. It's probably going to turn to number three or number two. But we're going to be paying for that. Plus, the fact of the matter is when you have inflation, you're paying for that, too. That's a hidden tax that you don't see until after it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to be heading down the road of Venezuela with uh, massive hyperinflation. But the one thing I'll tell people, and I, I've been telling this you know, the people that I mean that, if you do get this stimulus check, do not save it. I guarantee no. you next year your $1,200, if you leave, put it in the bank, it's going to be worth about $900, $800. Six months after that, it's probably about $600. Take it, spend it, get things that are going to help you out in the long run. Um, for me, personally, I'm making a, I'm actually outside making a garden. I did that yesterday. I'm still working on it. Um, things that are going to help you and maybe help your neighbors in the long run. Take that money and put it to a constructive use. Do not get like a car loan. Don't do something stupid where you have to pay for it, you know, take more debt. Do none of that. Get things that you need and things that are going to help you in the next couple of years at the very least. Yeah, you know that's not going to happen. That's good advice, though. Unfortunately, people are probably going to ignore it, but uh, it's the best advice I can give with this. Um, and the other advice yeah. I give is um, invest in um, real assets. I and mean, I know some people have heard it many times before, gold, silver, <laughs> Things that have a tangible value, regardless of what the yeah. dollar is worth. Amen. Gold has never changed its value. It's very little depreciation. But ultimately, I so, think that the uh, so, so I think what people are going to do with that stimulus package is not do anything that is going to stimulate any kind of economy ever. It can't stimulate the economy. I mean, when you have inflation like that, the economy, no matter what you do, is going to go down in a downward spiral. And I don't want to say we're going to have a new Great Depression. But we are We are going to have, without a doubt, we're going to have a major recession. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a boom when it first opens up again, and then mm-hmm. it's going to drop significantly. Yeah. I, I don't people, know you know, people don't understand, too. Like, people are behind in their mortgages. Even though they're saying, oh, okay, we don't have to pay rent this month or next month because of the situation, your rent, those two months don't just disappear. No, you still have to pay them. Right. You yeah. Know, it's just getting tacked on to the end. Yeah. But I actually have a coworker who's been uh, deferring her car payments because they, they, they've been polite enough to let her take two months off. Like, you just, you realize that things don't come around. You're still stuck with those payments, right? Well, yeah, but at least they don't have to take care of this now. I'm like, okay. Just let you know. Look, let's be real. Like, I don't need a stimulus package because I'm getting paid to work from home. Mm-hmm. I Like, I don't need $1,200. I'll take it. Yes, I will take it. Right. But, but it's, not, it's not like probably, depend, you're not dependent on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dependent on it. But there might be somebody that's working at McDonald's and is trying right. to do themselves better. Waitresses, waiters, bartenders, people yeah. that are like paid, yeah. like a working hour to hour. Yeah, yeah. like I, I would rather those people get money right. than me. If you're and making 75000 a year, you don't really need 1200 
Yeah, I think there is a cutoff yeah. point for how, how much you make yeah, if you get the stimulus package. Well, well there is that. There is a cutoff. It's a, what, 99000 75000 for single, and then 145 combined as a married couple, and then 500 per child. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. For me, I'm like, whatever. I, I think there's other people that need it more than me. Absolutely. I wonder, too, what New York is doing with their homeless, how they're self-quarantining. I don't understand. I'm, like, a little confused. And L.A. L.A. is a massive homeless population. Yeah, that's that's always going to be an issue because you can't really – the people who aren't at home, you can't really control all that much unless you round them up and take them somewhere, which, as far as I understand, most places are trying to avoid that right now. Well, as far as the stimulus check and that situation, like for what I think about that is that if you're working paycheck to paycheck, which there's a large majority of the country that do that and they have to live like that. And that's, that's just either their areas, you know, you look at areas of the country that are, are significantly less in value as far as like just, just as a whole, whole towns, and cities that, you know, have either a rich or a poor, and there's a very small line in the middle. You know, that, this $1,200 check or, or $2,400 check plus the 500 for their children, I mean, that obviously probably is the difference between putting food on the table and not. But personally, I would say if you can pay your bills, pay your bills because That's you're right. not – you know, you're just getting out of a momentary payment, but you're not losing right. that payment. That payment gets tacked on. You know what I mean? So people that are not paying not, their rent are now – Right. And now people are not paying their rent are now going to be behind two months in their mortgages and their rents. You have to figure that out somewhere. Right. You know, so if you can afford to pay your bills, pay your goddamn bills. Mm-hmm. It'll save you the headache in the long run. Exactly. Take there. care of what you can take care of now and – uh you know, I, I don't want to say hope for the best later, but uh, it'll change. We always bounce back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and yeah, that is one of the things that America is known for. We, regardless of what happens, we seem to work together and uh, come back stronger than ever. And I hope that's the same. Yeah, and, and seriously, if you're gonna bash Trump online, send your fucking check to somebody who needs it. So that moves me into the next question about you you brought up homeless. So now they're magically able to find uh, temporary housing and shelter for homeless. But meanwhile, in places places in the country, we are literally having people being fined and or arrested for breaking the quarantine at home order. So we can now. They arrested that guy for having a party. Yep. So we can now arrest. 75 people. Yeah, we can arrest citizens, right? But we can let criminals out of jail. Tell me, how does that how does that make everybody feel? Do you do you like that? Isn't it great how we can violate our yes. our constitutional rights just because of a fear yes. of virus and people are actually cheering for it? I mean there you go. this is where I say what the hell is wrong with people that were willing to give up everything for a temporary feeling <laughs> of comfort or safety? Benjamin mm-hmm. Wrote about this. I'm, I'm sure everyone sees the quote, but uh, you said before, how much were you going to take? Um, yeah. Let's say the, uh, the founders of the Constitution knew what happened today. How do you think they feel about this? 
There were probably <laughs> another like, war. Yeah, this is a watching stock. Hey, look, man, people are going nuts. <laughs> They're going nuts. I mean, like, there's debates over liquor stores being open. Speaking yeah, of liquor stores, think about that. Have I ever expressed how much I'm glad that I left Pennsylvania a couple years back? Because you guys right now <laughs> I are left screwed. Gee, thank you. I, 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 left I can't believe that the people in Pennsylvania are not up in arms right now. Genuinely. It, it, but it, it's the same thing in Kentucky. Yep. Unfortunately, Louisiana is not there yet. But like, very people need to realize if, if they close liquor stores and all these kids are, thank God I don't have these kids. Jesus Christ, thank you. But, <laughs> like, people need something to, like, distract themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sad. We have modern-day segregation going on and modern-day prohibition going on. And exactly. we have Second Amendment being stripped. We have freedom of speech being stripped. We have peaceful assembly being stripped. What more has to be taken? What more do we have to sacrifice in the name of health and safety? Will this go on every year? Now that they know they can easily lock down a country and, and instill fear in everybody, will they That's do this again? That's a good question, man. Will this go on every year? Because remember, COVID comes on. They said that. Very similar to the flu. It comes yearly. So what are you do? And they, they they've hinted at that already. They've already made that. I mean, this, this is a question that we really need to ask ourselves. Are we willing to do this every year? Every year. And they well, said they think that this may come back around like the flu every year. Yeah, and it's it, the, the similarities of the flu are astounding. And I, are we going to just basically declare March and April COVID shutdown months? Don't worry. They'll have a vaccine for you to take. It's all good. Oh, yeah, that's only 30% mean, effective, like the flu vaccine Bill Gates. Bill Gates is already putting uh, stamps on people and uh, bans and uh, all that tracking crap, and that's what's happening overseas, and guarantee that's what they'll bring here. And, I mean, we have schools not letting in children because they're not vaccinated, and, hey, I had my vaccines when I was a kid, right? Whatever. But, we didn't have you a know, choice back then. <laughs> exactly. We also we were also told fluoride was so great. Take your fluoride, take your fluoride, take oh, your fluoride. I, I remember the fluoride things in uh, grade school. They used to come with those blue yeah. cups full of the blue liquid. Switch oh, it around, but small kids. And we had pills, but you know, still oh, you yeah, had we had shoe right? had little shoe things, they were gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but again, more of that fluoride. That, that's what that was. But again, and, you know, you know so back so, on what Dan, what you said about the like you just brought up the Second Amendment, which I'm I'm glad I like and it's, I'm not tying that into the coronavirus, but the point of you know people make an argument, and it's a lot of times the left will say, why do you need this gun? Why do you need this kind of gun? Why? Do and my point to that is that you know we don't need it, we want it, and that's our right. And if we allow them to take that right, what is the next right they're going to take? They're slowly eroding them all away. I mean, the right to assembly, the right to bear arms. These are all things that they they don't want us to have. Right. uh, And and the founding fathers put that in there so that that did not happen. Exactly. That's why I mentioned what's beforehand. If they had heard what the response to this is, they would be up in arms right now, without a doubt. And uh, unfortunately, we've become a society that's so used to having the government become our daddy that – we just say, okay, Daddy, you can do that to us. We're not going to complain. We're not going to do anything. And it, it's such a sad state of affairs. 
I'm not advocating for people to start going with guns, going after their government. But you don't have to listen to all this stuff. The police off if there's any police officers listening, please understand you don't have to enforce what they're telling you to do. You're a thinking person. You are a member of our of our country. Please do not why, why has the wrong. gun rate purchase gone up since this coronavirus? Because people are scared why? and they think that they have to take care of themselves. That's why. Right. Yeah. People are panicked. Right. right. Exactly. And and you know why am I growing the garden? Same reason. Same reason. And you so, know, and if, if so can, so so why do I need fifteen rounds in a gun? It's because you scumbags are going for toilet paper. And if you're gonna be <laughs> that nuts about toilet paper, you I think I'm gonna have food. Cool. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, especially people right. that have families to feed, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's it's about well, a controlled societal breakdown. We change we change the argument, we change the culture, and we control society more and more. I go back to this time and time again, and some of our longtime listeners know, new listeners maybe not, but I would say most are aware and wise to it. Agenda 21 has been renamed Agenda 30, and that's simply because they did not expect Trump to win. So, right. but it doesn't stop them from enforcing the policies and the agenda of what Agenda 21 has morphed into, Agenda 30. And this is nothing more than an exercise and a controlled experiment in how to do it. And they will use disease. They will use pandemic. They will they will do anything and everything. There's a joke. There's a joke that's gone around, and people laugh about it now. And it's tragic that people laugh about this, but look deeper. Every time you see people, I've seen people, Democrat, non-voter, Republican, I've seen them say it. Oh, Democrats didn't get their impeachment. Let's wait. How long to the next school shooting? How long to the next mass yeah. shooting? How long to the next? How long to the next? And sadly, it happens. We and everyone have... plays into the Second Amendment when that happens. Well, I, I'd like to actually refer to some things I've been posting on Facebook myself because uh, I've been getting a bit of feedback about this. Uh, lately, I've been taking to the thing of posting extreme government positions basically that are similar to the reactions for what we're doing with COVID, which is uh, we should ban all alcohol because alcoholism kills 88,000 Americans annually. The government's not doing enough to protect us. We should stop people from going to bars. Same similar reaction to uh, the COVID virus. Uh, ban guns. People are dying from guns. I mean, when we, when we allow one thing, why can't that logic follow this, these same things that I'm saying now? And we we know banning alcohol, banning guns, I like to say we, we all know, but some of us don't know this. But most people know that these things are, you know, not I can say great, because in the case of alcohol, alcohol is not great for you, but we still should be able to drink it if we want to. We should be able to have guns if we want to. There's actually a valid reason for owning guns. But you can use mm-hmm. this sort of logic that we're doing with the COVID to take all those rights away from you. It's a Pandora's box, and we're allowing it to be opened, and most people are not speaking out about it. Yeah. Hmm. I that's totally people, agree. I think the ridicule, the ridicule that people see that, and that's the, I think that's a double-edged sword with social media and what social media has created. And I think yeah. when you have a platform where people are not held <laughs> accountable for what they do and say, this is the outcome that comes with that. Well, you know, I always when you have a, a free free speech is, you know, even if there's someone saying something that I disagree with or might might even be 
you know, harmful, they still have a right to say it. What I have a disagreement with is on social media where they ban the people that are actually talking common sense. So that's happening right. a lot on things, places like Facebook and Twitter and that. You're only getting the horrible reactionary voices, and that's it. Because that's a form of control in its own right, because they only right. want you to think that's how people think. Well, and that, and two, they were also, you know, and this became an issue a while back, and I know now this virus has overshadowed a lot, but back uh, quite a few months ago, there was an issue with Facebook and Google changing their algorithms so that it geared toward Democratic and, and very far from Republican. And yeah. if you, you know, if you do a Google search on uh, something with President Trump, you have to go through five pages of nonsense first to find what you're looking for. And that's but done intentionally. You know, even with Republican thinking, there's, it's still not correct in its own right. Just because it's being censored does not make it correct. I can try being a libertarian and posting something and find out how very little whether <laughs> that gets because of the uh, the algorithm, algorithms. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't know how that works, and they don't know that, like, that it, you can adjust algorithms to weed things out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not everybody's a, a tech person, and not everybody's, like, into that shit, and I get that, because I'm not really into it either, but I do know that you can do it, and you can manipulate it, and it is being manipulated. And most of the time, it's being manipulated without your knowledge. Right. right it's that, not consensual. Yeah. Oh, are we are we to believe that we can't trust Google? I mean, Google is basically has their base of operations. Let's see, Dragonfly. Well, Dan, in about China. Google too. With the one thing about Google, and then you could take over with us. But with Google, and a lot of people, there's a lot of people that don't know this. People think Google is the internet. Google is only like three percent of the entire internet. The rest is. Like you have the, the dark web, you have the deep web. It goes in like the Google is just the platform that everyday folks know about, but it only makes up one or two percent of the entire internet. Right. Correct. And I guess what I what I draw this back to is you know what's what's wrong with Google? I mean they're they're cool with China, so it must be okay. I mean what's cool <laughs> with, with uh, Google? <laughs> what's yeah, what's cool with you know what's wrong with social credit score and social uh, media monitoring and everything because it stems from China and that's cool. I mean, Honestly, Apple, I think that's what this is. Uh, this is this is what the uh, end result of this is going to boil down to in our country. I think well, there's proposals for uh, you know basically a cashless society. Now, why would you actually need that? Basically, because the government wants to track what everyone's spending their money on, who's it going to, and they want to know why it's going to them. You, yep. The government does not need to know that. I know. Yeah. I, I can pay you five bucks to mow my lawn. The government's going to be like, oh, well, you gave him five bucks. You owe us taxes on it, and you didn't report it, so you're both in trouble. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, People of what you're searching. Social credit is another thing, too, because, I mean, the more online we go with this stuff, the more government can, can monitor us. I mean, let's not pretend that we don't know about things like what the NSA is up to. And uh, imagine we mm-hmm. were, like uh, people that are calling the police because oh this person was outside today they they broke the uh, they broke the social distancing order what what the hell is that that's basically social monitoring yeah like and you, if you type in certain things to search and look up things for your own knowledge 
Mm -hmm. All of that, things, certain words get pinged back to the NSA. And it makes you more of a target. And uh, our government should not be doing that to, to free citizens. But we're not really no. free. But that's, that's a story for another day. But uh, Right. No, absolutely. That's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I want to talk about something else that's a common theory that I've seen online. <laughs> so it must be true if the internet says it, right? <laughs> of course. Um, it's true if it's on the internet. That's right. But I'm not it's I'm Facebook not gonna official. take Oh of course. That's that's like a blue check mark on Twitter. It's all, you know, gospel. Um I don't want to dwell too much into my own personal beliefs, but I'm posing the question to the group. What are the thoughts that you all have and anybody else? Somebody call in. Sorry. Um, Dan, what's that call-in number? Call-in number is 515-605-9832. Again, that's 515-605-9832. I promise you one day we'll have an easier call-in number. But, you know, (laughs) there's there's a lot of talk going online about Q, QAnon, and the theories of these sealed indictments, and this is being... This was done and perpetrated against the administration um, intentionally with the thoughts. And and here's something I'm going to throw out there because it sounds a little extreme. But again, if we hear something and we immediately discredit it as not sounding logical without looking into it, then are we not guilty of not doing our due diligence into finding some truth that may exist in it? So here's, here's a common theory. And who knows? Could there be weight to it, right? The belief was that they actually, they actually believed that President Trump would be impeached. So China, being the wonderful country that they are, put out the bioweapon because knowing full well that once the president is impeached, people will take to the streets and they'll be rioting. What's the simplest right. and easiest way to control a riot? Lockdown. Look back to my earlier mm-hmm. example of Hong Kong, of France, um, um, of Venezuela, things of that nature. So lockdown, quarantine, riots stop. Then blame the response, no matter how good or bad it is, on Pence, remove him. Then you have Pelosi next in line. Then you have the agenda put out there. So that's a very common belief, and it's been said by many, 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 many people. It's not something too far from the fringe, if you will. So the belief is that they did this with the – it was already in, in process. It was already Emotion. underway. And I don't care. There's a lot of people out there like me. In November and in December, there were a ton of people that were sick as hell, sick for two weeks with the flu symptoms, with bad cold that would linger and pneumonia. People were sick as hell. But that just came out of nowhere, then magically disappeared, right? It's all good. N- nothing to look at there. More and more people. Is that people... like the testing process? Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, how do we know what the actual uh, inundation period is or incubation period is or whatever the case may be? So it was put in motion, right, with the belief that he would be gone, and they didn't count on the fact that he would win or beat the impeachment bullshit. And now that this is being used as the time to arrest the deep state operatives, the sealed indictments, and to take back control of the government from the deep state. They look at things I don't like agree when with that. they look at. Let me. I'm going to put it all out there, though. 
<laughs> they look at the coded the coded terminology, right? Q drops have been around since 2017. And that's been an ongoing conspiracy, and people label it as just that. It's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. Well, how come not one reporter has ever asked the president, what are your views on QAnon? That would immediately dispel it, give it credit, or you know, bring it to light. No reporter has ever asked that. But they go to great lengths to, to tarnish anybody who believes the QAnon theories, right? Why? But so, tell, you should really give a brief synopsis to some people of what, the QAnon, what QAnon is, because I'm sure not everybody listening knows what that is. Yes, and thank you for that, because sometimes I do go off a little bit. Um, QAnon is something that started in 2017, and the belief was that the deep state of the government also had what they call white hats. They had people involved in the government that were actually trying to stop the inner workings, the evil, the, the things that were going on, and they needed to recruit somebody who could take Your over the president. whistleblowers, per se? Mm-hmm. You needed, okay. you needed somebody that could actually be strong enough to withstand the storm, and that was Trump because he was somebody who didn't need the money, didn't need the fame, didn't need the job, but was able to take the hits from both sides and not fall because he's bigger than that. So Q drops started being posted in 2017 on the 4chan boards, the 8chan boards, various other drops that would fall in line with QAnon being the highest level of government intelligence. So the belief is that this person is working with the president and they're, put, they're dropping uh, breadcrumbs, as they call it. And they're putting things out there. They're putting QAnon posts out there talking about things that were happening that weren't being reported and then immediately being validated, whether it be six months later, a day later, they would put out a post. And then a second later, Trump's tweet, um, they started going into the numerology aspect of it. They go deep. But what Q has yeah. done, which I think is beneficial, has put out a lot of things for independent people to research, to look into. A lot of the truther movement has moved over to the QAnon movement because it engages people to look deeper. It's not necessarily Trump is God, Trump walks on water. It's these are things that are not being addressed, whether it be pedophilia, trafficking, the things of that, right? So mm -hmm. that's a, a quick 30,000 view of what QAnon is. One of our next shows will actually do a little bit more deep dive into that, and I'll break it down a little bit better. But the belief is that there has been over 100,000 sealed indictments for the last two years, and this is the time of going after these people, no matter who they may be. And then they, they point to the fact that Trump the other day with Pompeo, when he said Secretary of State has to get back to the State Department, or as I like to call it, the Deep State Department, um, <laughs> the terminology is being put out there, the, thing, the little hints being thrown out there that people are arguing to the death. They are arguing loud and proud and losing friends and being attacked because this is the time, the storm is upon us. He's removing the bad players from the stock exchange. The Federal Reserve is going to be collapsed and bled into the Treasury, um, which I do enjoy him attacking the Fed. I, I love that. Anybody who attacks the Fed is my friend because the Fed has been unconstitutional. It's a private entity. The Fed is freaking evil. So the Fed, yeah, the IRS. Yes. So Trump attacks the Fed quite often, and now they say that he's basically assumed power from the Fed with this, and this is something that's ongoing, and this is a common thing being put out there, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Twitter. I've even had some people I've seen – I've seen – excuse me, I've seen some people on local news channels bringing up the QAnon 
conspiracy and talking about how the storm is upon us. This is a, a coup against the coup. You talk about the likes of Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, who is somebody who was an original whistleblower during the Obama administration, really, and pointed out the, um, you know, the illegalities of basically funding and creating ISIS and things of that nature. And he left the administration, then famously joined the Trump administration. And within a month, he was gone and then attacked by Mueller. And he currently still has charges against him. And Trump has been talking about pardoning him, basically silencing all the voices that are hailed online as being you know, people of integrity that are exposing the evils of what the government is doing, what it has done, and what both parties have done to you. And, you know, this is the time where it's all the roosters are coming home, you know? Or, Can I no, jump in on the this? Chicken, the chickens are coming home to roost. But, yes, I, I'm going to stop. That's a, just okay. a brief breakdown. But talk about this because this is something, you know, I'm, I'm interested in your viewpoint. I think Dave fell off again. I don't Call back, Dave. And Mike, you know, you coming from the other side, truther, everything we else. We already know where I'm going with this. Yeah, but well, I would okay, love to so hear all we, the We don't need another warning. First thing is, like, for me, personally, I, I don't follow the narrative that the American government released this virus. I don't follow that narrative for a few reasons. Um, and that no, I, that, I don't uh, believe – it was it, the theory is it was still done by China, but oh, okay. the, it was put in place as a way to control. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, you're that good. Was now, the, okay, so here's the thing with this, with this issue, with, with this narrative. Um, people that say they they didn't think the impeached, they didn't they thought that he would be impeached. I don't believe that. The reason I don't believe that is because the government knew that Republicans hold the Senate. So in no way, shape, or form did they ever. Re- really wholeheartedly believe that he was going to be impeached. I think that that was a play out to save face for upcoming elections. They had to make the fight. And I think that that's what that's been about this whole time. The whole impeachment process has been about the Democrats saving face to try to take over and win the 2020 election. I don't think they ever realistically believed that he would make it through an impeachment and he would be impeached through the Senate. Because it, it, we have we have majority in the Senate, so it was impossible. And my issue is, like, I honestly believe that China released this virus as a way to control the population, and it got completely out of hand. And because they're not transparent, and you know they they do a lot of fear media in in China. China, you only see what the government wants you to see on newscasts. Doctors were trying to come on, on, on YouTube and things and report on these things, and they were being – they're missing. You have journalists that went into China and were doing like, uh, like basically undercover journalism of what was happening in China with the coronavirus, and they, would, they came up missing, and I'm sure they're dead. And I, I really think style. that – yeah, and I really believe that China released this in some way, shape. Somebody fucked up or this was released in China as a way to control because they've done it before. They've wiped out part of their population before, and I think it just went and it spilled over the edges. And before they came forward and before it was made public to hear, it was already too late. But I don't really believe that for one second that the government thought that he would be impeached because for that to happen, then the Senate Republicans would have had to turn on the president. And if they did that, they knew that they would never win the 2020 election. 
So okay. that, I mean, that's think. how I see that. No, that's good. And uh, Dave, do you want to jump in before Mike, or Mike, you want to take it? Oh, I'll take it. No, go ahead, Mike. All right, Dave, if you really want to, I'll let you take it. It's up to you. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I agree that uh, he's absolutely right. Um, we knew well in advance that this impeachment was not going to happen. As a matter of fact, before anyone questions it, I wrote an article on my website, net called Impeachment, Impeachment Distraction, where I outlined exactly why it wasn't going to happen for a lot of the reasons she said. Um, so to say that this was done as a response to an, a possible impeachment of the president is utter ridiculousness. I mean, I think anyone with a, a reason, reasonably working brain knew that that was not going to happen. However, that being said, as far as people riding on the streets and all that, I mean, you can't see, you can't have a, this is where you know me and Dan differ in that I think that Trump is actually in on part of this at least. He, he's working with these people. I mean, if if Trump was really anti-establishment, anti-New World Order agenda, would he have approved? Would he have signed this uh, stimulus bill into law that we know is going to tank the economy? No, he wouldn't have. But he did. No. If Trump was going to pardon people that he thought were actually innocent, he could do that tomorrow. Instead, he's like, oh, I'm right. thinking about it. There is no reason for him to not do the things that. We want to believe he will do, but right. he doesn't do them. And I hate to say it, but most of what Trump does is window dressing. It's just enough to get you to disbelieve that he is part of them. But at the right. same time, he's still going along with what they want to do. Collapse this economy, basically make us all into living serfs, like feudal times, and violate all our constitutional laws. Because is Trump speaking out against governors taking, doing all this to us? No, he's not. If he turned up, showed up tomorrow yes, and said, yes. hey, you know what? Your governor's shutting you down. Fight against it. Then I'd be like, hey, Trump, you're doing the right thing. Instead, he's like, well, we might consider a national quarantine, even though you said that he went against it, but he did bring it up. Yeah, there's never a stern answer with him with certain things. And, and uh, it, it, it's almost like where he's playing both sides of the fence like an actor. Yeah. Remember, he was a reality show host. Yeah, but you're Don't never going to sell me on that, that one. Yeah, well, and I'm not, and I'm not saying like I support Trump so much. I won't tell you on 9/11 either, Dan. What? And look where well, that's I lost not. somebody in 9/11. We're not going to go down that road. You finally say, Mike, you were right. Yeah, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy into the, the Trump part of it at all because fine. the simple fact. That's fine. I'm gonna no, put no, it out there, and that's my position on it. And there's a lot of people that agree with what you're saying. Like a lot of people. You know, you're not the only one that thinks that. And please yeah. don't forget my site is theuncensoredtruth.net. Cheap plug. Yeah, I didn't hear you say it the first time. I'll put that plug out there. I have no problem with that. It didn't come um, out clear the first time you said it. It's all one word, very, so don't worry about it. Very, very soon, very soon, we will be launching an actual podcast for Mike. You know, the Uncensored Truth will have its own show, its own podcast, and that that right there I think is important about what we do here is having differences of opinion and different beliefs. My only comment that I'll make to what you said, because you know, you know where I stand in a lot of this, but I know I, we have many conversations, and I, I, I bear you no know, ill will towards our difference of opinion. I want to make no, it clear to everyone else too. Exactly, but it's also this is why this is so important to have differences of opinion put out there in a conversational sense rather than screaming at and demeaning people on Facebook or on Twitter or anywhere else. You know, I look at I look at Trump and I simply say, 
all the right people wish him dead and want to stop him no matter what. And that right there, that dispels a lot of it for me. But again, I fall back to the fact that having these talks are important. So, Dave, you want to weigh in on uh, – Mike, were you done with your point? Uh, yes, I was. Okay. Dave, you want to weigh in? Well, you know, I, I kind of was in and out um, yeah. on a conversation. I was, I kept on getting kicked. I but, know. But, um, look, I, I'm going to talk about, like, the things from home, like the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I really don't, I, like, I re, I'm really, I, I trust what Trump and everybody is saying. I do 100%. So I'm staying home. I'm doing what I got to do. I'm working from home and it's stressful as hell. Like, honestly, how bad is that for, for me to say that I'd rather be at work than work yeah. from home? Like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. I this think a lot a of people terrible situation. This is a terrible situation. I don't know who to believe, whether it's Trump or or anybody else, but from my heart, I believe what Trump is saying is the truth. Okay, but with that very same logic, and you know we share very similar beliefs, obviously, and thoughts and opinions on Trump, but I want to ask you, when Trump came out in the beginning and said that it's not as bad as what people are making out to be, and it's like a flu, and then he was attacked from all sides, and then had to go to another level, I mean, I I believe what he's saying is true, too, but which part? And as I said to Mike the other day, and I truly believe this, between a rock and a hard place, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. He could have he right. could have instituted the interstate travel ban, which would have been unconstitutional. He could have instituted the, the mandatory federal quarantine, which would have been unconstitutional, but he didn't. So he has to in one way you gotta play the delicate balance of look at look at Fauci, look at the other one, the doctor, whatever her face is. Um, and no disrespect, I don't remember her name, but you literally have, you know, people that are out and open Hillary supporters, Obama supporters, um, other entities that he has to work with of different political ideologies that they don't like him. They don't like him at all. Surrounded by vipers, so to speak. But you have to play a very fragile game. Take it seriously or don't take it seriously. You're going to be attacked regardless while completely ignoring any good that's been done. So, you know, I say trusting is one thing, but again, which viewpoint? Why did he come out and say that in the beginning? He, He had already acted, yes, but why did he say that? What does he know that he can't put out there? What is what? What do others know that they can't put out there? Again, I don't. I don't. Do, you know, go into the whole conspiracy thing with everything, but I think it's important to look deeper and to notice and take stock of what is being taken from you. What is being? And again, when I say these governors, right? I talk about the governors, and we're going to go into this subject next fair warning about mental health, about the people out of work and things like that, because I want to address that. But when I talk about these governors being, you know, pieces of shit, it just so happens that a majority of them are Democrats. But then look at DeSantis in Florida. He's Republican. Mm-hmm. Look at the, look That's at where I'm at. In, yeah. And look at DeWine in Ohio, a Republican. They're, they're trampling people's rights and freedoms and everything every single second of every day. So... Yeah. 
you know, again, Dave, to what you said, it's just you have you have to almost ask yourself, am I blindly believing one thing or am I open to what's actually happening around me? You know, that's just my two cents. I don't think he can put certain stuff out. This is, and that's the problem. I mean, look at how people are reacting to this. Like, this is the same reason that up until, like, the last three years, the government didn't come out and say that UFOs exist because it, la- it leads to mass hysteria. True. You know, yeah, and the we... only reason that came out was unclassified documents from, from, the, military, from the Navy, the U.S. Navy. You know, and, and that's the only reason that came forward. And it barely made any headline or attention because, you know, they don't want that broadcasted because then you're going to have hysteria. I don't know. So, you know it's, what the hell would Obama do? I don't know. Uh, uh, see, Obama, in my belief, Obama was held to a different standard. And I, I really believe that because if you look at what he, what he did in his term, like even with the H1N1 situation – 10,000 people died before he even made it a, a national crisis. You know, and you still didn't see what you're seeing today. Right. You know, granted, you know, the, the way it's transmitted may have been different, and, and, you know, this is a very contagious thing. Uh, it's droplet. It, it's through a droplet, you know, coughing, you know, stuff like that. But it's the same aspect is that, it, you know, in one sense, no matter the way Trump, no matter how he <coughs> – brought this forward, and no matter how he approached it, he was going to be ridiculed, either way. Yeah, but you know, and no, matter, no matter if it was Obama, Bush, it would have been the same thing. The only thing different is that the media didn't attack other presidents the way they attacked Trump. Yeah. And people, that's, people said at the time, but people said at the time, and, you know, the first president I voted for was Bush, right? But people said at the time that, you know, he was the most attacked president in history. But meanwhile, everybody greenlit the Patriot Act. They greenlit, you know, sacrifice of, of freedoms and civil liberties and things like that. But look that, how well that worked out. What was that? I said, look how well that worked out. Exactly. And then we go into Obama. So it's happened on both sides. You know, establishment, party has certain powers and leeway that others don't have. And that's, that's a very big problem, you know, and, and we don't, we don't talk about that enough. We don't bring that up that certain people get away with it and they're talking, they're talking heads, the parroted media. And believe me, I'm somebody, I watch Fox news shows. Yes, but Fox news sucks. Fox news. There, there's no alternative. One America news is the most alternative um, semi broadcasted network out there but again there's different different leeway given to certain people who play along to get along how do we manage a crisis 9-11 was you know unifying and bringing everybody together and then as time went on time went on time went on nobody questioned and then people did question they were blackballed and then switch mm-hmm. that to Obama, it's like everybody switched sides, you know? And again, we give everybody a pass. When do we stop giving politicians a pass? And it's scary. It's scary to think about. It's scary how easily people could be manipulated. And this... And, and, and Mike, did you is want to chime in on anything else? Is anyone on a microphone, or is that just me? 
I hear it. I don't know what that is. Is someone chewing on the what? mic? Not me. No. All right, guys. Yeah. Is, I is hear like a horn. In, it sounds like a horn in the background. Yeah, it's it's kind of loud. And if you can, please, whoever is doing, please help. Wow, that's excellent because we're getting tornadoes here in Kentucky. <laughs> uh, hopefully, no tornadoes. Um, Dan, <laughs> sorry, got a guy right there. What was your question again? You know I, I wonder, and, and I'm curious what you guys think. Like, I was having a conversation with my mom a couple days ago, and, you know, and it's the honest, honest God truth. Like, I'm pretty level-headed for the most part. And, I mean, I get a lot of flack for my support for Trump. But just to, to put this out there so people understand, like, I voted for Obama the first time, the first election he won. And that was an, that day, I remember that day to a T. And it wasn't so much him I voted for. It was what it meant and what, like, the fact of getting the first black president into office that meant a lot to me you know and and uh, yes i'm a republican yes i'm a trump supporter but at the same time i fully wholeheartedly believe the narrative that obama put out and it took a lot of things for him to do for me to see what really was happening and i think a lot of people went down that road and were incredibly disappointed with the things obama did but the conversation i had with my mother was i am really fearful for what is going to happen in 20 years from now if this is the path we're on, like my nieces, my nieces are 12 years old. You know, I have a nephew that's like seven. To me, I worry about what their future is going to be like because of how insane everything has become. You know, where are we going? Where's well, the road? Lisa, Elisa, I mean, don't even look that far down the road. Look at 2024. I mean, everybody's so accepting of willful socialism right now. So what's going to happen in 2024? Trump reelected in 2020. Okay. So 2024, you think Mike Pence is going to carry the Trump banner? Hell no. No. So I'm hoping one of his kids do. Well, me and you both. But nevertheless, <laughs> what's, what, what are they going to run? What are they going to run? And now here's the selling point. They're getting people accustomed to what's – everything's a long game with these people. You know, and I, when I say these people, I mean Democrat and Republican alike of the establishment of the globalist side of the the bastards that want to tear down what we have. So, so where this do you is, think we're going? Where do you guys think we're going from here? Like, what, what do you think we're going to be in 2024? You think it's going to be just sheer chaos? Like, what do you guys think? Well, we're going to have an AOC type running for the Democrat nominee. Right now, it's very oh, obvious. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, very, very obvious to me that they're trying to uh, greenlight Cuomo taking over Biden's spot in this election. It's not going to matter. It's not going to work. But regardless, in 2024, you know, I don't think uh, 85-year-old Bernie is going to be running for president. But don't worry. You have your your younger okay, socialists okay. that are all geared up. Well, and, if I like, yeah. Can I put my two cents in here, Dan? Of yeah, course. please. Okay. First off, you mentioned a very good point with how we're going to explain this to the younger people. We're not going to explain this to the younger people. The reason why is because the younger people are going to be brainwashed into thinking that we're horrible people who do not agree with their liberal social policies that they've been taught in school. We owe our kids an a, a immense apology. We have failed them. We've allowed them mm-hmm. to be sent to these institutions to get to basically unlearn common sense to think that everyone should be rainbows and unicorns. And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we we have totally unprepared our children for the future, and the only yeah. way they're going to survive is they depend on someone else to get by. 
that's what that's what actually what we're seeing now. That's why things are starting to get worse and worse. Because as those people start to get older, they've they've been indoctrinated and they're not thinking for themselves. And uh and unfortunately man. every president, Republican, Democrat, Trump included, is even though Trump said he was going to take apart the uh board of uh Department of Education, it's still going on. Our kids are still being brainwashed by basically a liberal mindset. And, you know, I don't want to... There's things about liberalism that I agree with. There's a lot of things about liberalism that I disagree with. And unfortunately, it seems the worst aspects of the liberal mindset are being taught to our kids as fact in our public schools. The older they get, the more this is going to be ingrained in our society. We need to take that back. Well, 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 let me just chime in real quick. And I think it's, it's, it falls in line with what you're saying is when we start teaching opinion versus historical fact, we start going down a very dangerous path. And that's been done for a very long time. Now, I could speak and Elisa could say the same thing. And somebody who I know is listening is, and I, I give her credit more often than not, and not just because she's on here. I've done it when she's not listening. But, you know, one particular teacher carry yeah. i mean there's somebody who again we have we have good teachers out there that teach you to think for yourself that teach you to not be a conformist that teach I can you, tell you my own teachers uh mr daru when wolfsburg township junior high was a science teacher who taught me amazing things about you know he's like mike you might not always have the right thought but think it he's like and it's one of the most amazing pieces of advice you give a child they don't have to be right you know, as long as they keep an open mind uh, opposing opinions, take take that thought, work with it. Develop your mind. Go ahead, Elisa. Teachers are they're put in a really tough spot, and and it's the truth. You know, and I give teachers a lot of credit these days because it's nothing like when we were growing up. It's totally oh, there's, there's a lot of pressure on teachers, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, like they're they're pressured to to basically be the therapist, the parent, the, the teacher, everything you could think of, and they're not even paid remotely close to what they should be paid. And at the end of the day, when you have a teacher trying to to do what we're talking about, they're blackballed for it. Yeah, so they, they have the whole really way the, the, the institution come down on them every time. I, I've yeah. actually had this conversation with several teachers where they try and talk about things like, you know, I, I tried to express a viewpoint. It went against what I was told I was supposed to express. And since then, I haven't gotten a raise. I haven't gotten, mm-hmm. you know, any sort of, you know, promotions or, or in colleges. Tenure is a big thing. And I know a couple, I have a few friends who are college professors or like I can't speak these things, so I'm terrified. I'm going to lose everything I have. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a very real thing for them. It's crazy. It's, it's it's sad what's happened, and and you know they don't get remotely close to the amount of credit that they deserve because they're dealing with your shitty children that you raised to act crazy and trying yeah. to teach them something that you don't even instill in your own home. And unfortunately, this whole thing is how it ties in with this COVID virus. I mean, the kids are seeing this stuff on TV. They've been told mm-hmm. to trust everything, you know, doubt what their parents say. I guarantee you there's a lot of parents out there saying this whole thing is a big overblown hoax. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no, I heard this is wrong. They shut down our schools. You have to be wrong. We, we've been taught to not listen to you. And that that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And I, I think – I think it, you know, it's, I couldn't imagine. And I don't think teachers, for one, get enough credit for what they're doing right now, having to uproot their lives. And, 
and basically online, yeah, yeah, and, and still be there for their students, no matter how far away, no matter what they're dealing with. And I think that's impressive. And unfortunately, the bad teachers get all the credit, and the good ones are kind of the the silent heroes, if you will. Well, and it's, it's, a it's shame. the ones who work work in the system that get ahead, and it's the ones that not even say work against the system, but have their doubts in the system that seem to get left behind. Well, yep. of course, if we're, if you're guilty of having a thought crime, then you will be condemned, criticized, and <clears throat> is, up on a hey, Dan, is, Terry, is she on the line? I'm yes. here. <laughs> I'm, hi. I'm really curious on what you're seeing with your students and how your kids are handling this whole thing. Um, it's, uh, my kids have been, um, my school actually has been very, uh, pretty good online um, already. We're, we're uh, pretty forward thinking, and, and the kids have been uh, really stepping up to the bat. We, we, uh, last week, well, two weeks ago, um, we actually gave out a lot of devices to students before the DOE actually started giving them out um, in advance. And uh, we were handing them out to the kids and um, giving them what we could get to them. And then uh, last week was our first week of having uh, online um, classes. And um, a lot of teachers, it was new to them. Um, I do stuff online already with my kids. But um, a lot of the kids really stepped up. Um, And I have to say, considering the city is a bit uh, of a mess right now, um, a lot of places are stepping up. So some kids don't have um, uh, cable or Internet at home. Um, Optimum um, is offering free cable for 60 days. A lot of the uh, big cell wow. providers, AT&T and um, T-Mobile and all that, are offering um, free unlimited data for, like, uh, hotspots for their, their cell phones. So um, I have wow. to say That's that, awesome. uh, it's, yeah, it's, they're, they're really uh, stepping up and helping the kids to be able to uh, to get, you know, what they need to do to get online. And um, my school, I can't speak for other schools, but my school um, and my principal actually has been amazing and has said um, we really need to help the kids, especially concentrate on the seniors. Um, our goal is to really make sure that they, um, you know, connect with the, the colleges. We, we, I do the, the college connection piece for the kids have it's, it's, you know, all the senior activities this year are just on hold. Like, you know, it doesn't look good for finishing the year now. And so it's like, um, you know, no problem, no senior trip, no graduation at this point. And, you know, are they, you know, we're still making sure that they're, they're connecting with the colleges and, and, and accepting the college, you know, the, the, the college, you know, acceptances and stuff like that. And so it's, 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 we're all trying to like kind of figure out things on, you know, on the fly and, um, I, I can't say enough good things about Duration, at least my principal. Um, she's really been uh, really, you know, amazing and, and, and reaching out and, like, saying, hey, listen, we're just doing what we can and um, just making sure we're taking care of ourselves. So it's, it's, it's been an eye-opening experience, really. What do you think has been, like, the emotional impact on these kids? Like, like you said, like, some of these kids are not going to get to, walk, like, be – like um, we had senior T, we had like senior skip day. I mean, I know the <laughs> senior skip day. We had a yeah. lot of stuff that made our senior year awesome. And these kids yeah. are not going to get to experience that. And that's so sad. But what yeah. do you think has been like emotionally? How, how have they, have they been able to kind of, you know, I can't <laughs> imagine it being like that. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, a lot of the kids, um, 
it's very different in um, with my kids. So I teach in the South Bronx, and um, a lot of my kids have my cell phone number. So a lot of them were texting me or calling me this past week, um, emailing me. And um, I, I, I did a, a Google Hangouts with some kids, not for class, just to, like, just be normal. And um, there are so many of them have so many questions, and they're just like, you know, they're like, you know, they'll, they'll start with like, so um, the assignment is due, and I'm like, yeah, okay, blah, 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 and then I'm like, so how are you doing? And then they just, they're like, oh, okay, and I'm like, how's your family? Are you guys safe? And then they start talking, and they just kind of like fall apart. It's, they, yeah. they, you know, and, and like we had a Google Hangouts, and one of the kids, and we were talking a little bit, and then one kid's like, so what's happening with graduation? And I'm like, uh, well, you know, we're the bug says we're coming back April 20th, but we don't know. Yeah. This is something I'll let you know. And they're, they're really kind of like in this, like, it's, it's crazy because as much as, like, you know, the kids are like, oh, I hate school, it's the one thing right now that's giving them any kind of normalcy. I really have to say that. Right. And, it's, and it's giving the staff normalcy, too. It's, it's, it's just the one thing we can all count on to kind of, like, be like, hey, how's it going? You know, here, get your math problems done. And, like, it's, it's crazy, but it's it's helpful, yeah. believe it or not. It, it's sad in a way because a lot of the kids that were denied the uh, experience. I mean, granted, I was, when I was a student, I hated school, but as I became an adult, I cherished the time I spent in school, the uh, associations yeah. I made, working with the teachers and all that. Uh, if you don't mind Absolutely. me asking a question, how are the kids dealing with uh, the the fear of this virus or questions about this virus? I mean, are they skeptical about it? Are they you know, accepting of it. I mean, I, I understand if you can't answer, you know, because you're a teacher and you don't want to get yourself in trouble. But I mean, how yeah. how are the kids dealing with this? I mean, are they? What's their general yeah. opinion of it? So um, most of my kids are. Um, I, it's here. I have a group of kids who are are working and they're actually like still working. Like they, I have one girl who is uh, she's a senior. She actually works for Whole Foods and she has to go into work and so she's you know, still going downtown um, to work at Whole Foods, and she's working crazy hours right now. So it's very real to her. She's very scared. Um, I have other kids whose parents aren't working. Um, they, their jobs have been stopped. Um, and so they're, they're worried because it, it, these kids work, live in, in they, they're living in very crowded apartments um, yeah. because they, they, they're, they're very poor, and so they, they, they're, you know, they're living with their grandparents and their, their, their mom or their dad or, or hopefully both and their little brothers and sisters. And so they have a lot of health issues. And so um, a lot of them are taking it very seriously. Like, you know, their parents like, do not go outside. You know, your, your grandmother is, is, you know, either an older person. We can't get them you know, sick. And then they get worried because when they see there are some people who are not taking it seriously. They see people hanging out outside and they're like, I don't understand. And so it, 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 it seems like the kids are taking it seriously, which is good. Um, and their concern. Um, unfortunately, of course, in a, in a large city like New York, not everyone. It's hard to, you know, you don't want to stay indoors. I, I get it because you're small. Yeah, you have millions of people. Yeah. You can't stay indoors yeah. all the time. <laughs> get yeah. That. yeah. I mean, and I guess good or bad. I mean, right now the weather isn't horrific, so people are staying inside right now. Like this week looks like it's going to be kind of like rainy and messy. So I guess it's a blessing in disguise, I suppose. But. Uh, for the most part, um, my students seem to be taking it seriously. So, yeah. Okay. Because I know, like, with, with some inner, with a lot of inner city schools and stuff, and I'm sure Carrie, you can attest to this that, you know, a lot of these kids, whether they like school or they don't like school, 
that's the time, the only time they get where they have any kind of structure and normalcy. Yeah. And they, that's their out, you know, seeing teachers yeah. like you and have, you know what I mean? And them to not have that, I can, I'm concerned about like their mental well being, you know, yeah. I mean? and how this is going to affect their lives, you know, outside of school that they didn't have these outlets for this period of time. Yeah. It, and it, it's, that's, um, what one thing is so some, some people who've been like saying, Oh, you know, these, you know, like, you know, what are the, you know, the teachers, you know, they're, they're, you know, at home and they're, you know, they don't have to go into work, but like, you know, we're, and, and, and I'm, I'm not like trying to like stick up for, you know, us, but like, we're kind of on call most of the time. Like, so like the kids, if they're, someone's texting me or calling me, I'm replying to them. And like our guidance counselors who don't teach classes, but are also saying, Hey, listen, we're here. You need to talk to us. You know, you can, we have, we, some so teachers who are, don't want to get out their personal numbers. We have Google voice numbers. So we can put those numbers out there. The kids can call those that actually comes to our phones. So it's sort of like a, like a, like a, like a buffer number, if you will. Um, so that, you know, right. you can talk to them that way. You know what I mean? So like, so, and I can't speak for other people or other schools, but I know that so many of the people at my school, we are a very small school, um, but we're, we're putting those things out there. So the kids are reaching out and are saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And so, you know, and, and if they feel the need to talk to somebody, we are out there. And then plus, I have to say, again, um, not a huge fan of, 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 you know, a lot of, you know, you know, big brother as far as the city goes, but they have put out helplines for um, a lot of um, uh, social workers and psychologists that have volunteered uh, like a helpline for um, general people and, and, you know, like the, the, the population to call too. So that's another number that right. people put out that, you know, they can talk to somebody, you know, at any point. Right. So it's good to have somebody out there. But, yeah, the kids have, uh, they, they're, they're holding together so far so good. Again, it's, you know, it was the first, you know, it's only been two weeks, one week, no school this week was the first week of school. They, they, I was surprised at how many of them, like, were doing work at, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning last week. I was like, wow, you guys are up early, but they just, they were <laughs> crazy. Normalcy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, do you have any, like, advice for, like, because I don't have kids, and, and I know Dan mm-hmm. doesn't have kids, but, like, you deal with kids on a regular basis. Do you have, what, do you have any advice for, like, the parents that are trying hmm. to, to – what they should be teaching or telling their kids or how to, like, even approach this whole mess? Yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming to them, I'm sure. Like, I'm not a parent either. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I can imagine. And I've seen, you know, looking on Facebook and stuff like that, and, like, the parents are, like, overwhelmed. And, it's, and like, you know what? Just, just, just love them. You know what I mean? Like, like do what you can. Don't expect to, you know, you know, give them everything. Teaching like things that they don't get in school, like anything that's a learning moment is good right now. You know, like teach them how to cook, you know, bake cookies or, you know, like, you know, you know, do something like, you know, like plant something or anything. Like just give them some, you know, like, like one-on-one attention that they haven't gotten lately. It's, it's all different right now. Everything's different. So, you know, just, you know, give them some exercise or something, anything, you know, it's just, it's, it's all new and it's just, you know, they have yeah. all day. So, well, even te- teach them how to change a tire or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah anything. You like skills. Yeah, definitely. How to fill you know, up As adults, we tend to get overwhelmed, and I think we give we, we put more on children than what we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We expect them to understand, and they right. don't. I agree, I agree with that. I mean, we we, we yeah. put a lot of our own things on kids that we they they're really not ready to cope with. Right. I think they need reassurance more than anything. 
Like that Absolutely. it is going to be yeah. okay. And we are going to get I asked that question because I was wondering if, if are, do kids feel secure with the way their the parents are treating them with everything that's going on, or are they terrified? Or I mean, I, I, I think they said they have a lot of questions, older, but I think the older the kids are, the more concerned they are. The younger the kids are, the less they understand. So I think there's a little bit yeah. more like still a little more like oh, this is kind of like a weird sort of snow day storm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Yeah. So like, you know, you know, I think the older kids are, are a lot more concerned. Um, and again, I teach high school, I teach juniors and seniors. So I see well, a lot. They're going to be a lot more aware also. So yeah. Goes yeah. With yeah. And they're more exposed to Facebook and all that. Yeah. I miss being young and yeah. ignorant. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Cause I honestly well, say like my mom said, I don't can't imagine living like she never thought she'd see this. In her right. lifetime, my mom's seventy-five. You know, and that we're living through this now is insane. Yeah. I actually get a thing from my grandma. My grandmother's ninety-seven years old, and she compares a lot of this to how she thinks the uh, she lived through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mike, I see a lot of similarities between what happened then and what's happening now. And she's like, I never thought I'd see that again. Scary. I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to her much about this, but uh, it was just one of those things that when I heard it. It stuck with me. It resonated with me. It resonated, yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, it's it's very scary that she said something like that. I mean, you, I don't, I can't imagine how things were back then, and I hope we don't have to deal with that now. That's actually why I said yeah. before when I started that garden, we had that conversation. That was the next day. I started making ripping up the grass and making plots for the garden. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it falls in line with those who aren't taught or know history are doomed to repeat it because it's a vicious cycle. Exactly. And there'll, be, there'll be a continuation, a continuation. I hear, you know, they talk about how they're going to have certain days where people could shop, certain days where people can get gas, rationing, control. Isn't that what control, communism was? Control. In a way? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what socialism is. And that's that's what I'm getting at. So, you know, I – and Carrie, thank you for – for jumping in there, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate Absolutely. it also. Thank you for giving us uh, your opinion on that. I, I'm sure grateful for your insight. Yeah, for she's somebody who I respect greatly, and what she's had to endure, and what she does, and what she gives people, I think is second to none. Everybody has a little bit of bias, I think, to people who made big impacts in their life, but you know, mm-hmm. she is definitely one of those people for me. And uh, she was for me too. You know, and that's why I knew you would uh, <laughs> kind of agree with yeah. me on that. And I'm not just trying to kiss up, but, you know. No, I, no she, Carrie was a, is a very different kind of teacher, and there are not many like her in this world. I mean, there no, are a lot and, that want to do their best, but mm-hmm. the way she impacts is because she gets on the she, – she just has a very easy way that you can she, – she, she's very relatable, and she gets there and she gets to the problem, you know, before you think of it. And, and that's she why was real. Yeah. She was real with us, and she's real today. And we know how people like that are persecuted. And there's somebody who she could have totally different beliefs than me, but it's never going to ever alter my level of respect just because of what a strong personality and a strong good person had to endure just to preach realism to people instead of, you yeah. know, this by the book indoctrinated bullshit. So I just, and I think she saw that biasm for a lot for in in like back home. I think that that if I'm and correct me if I'm wrong, 
please. But I, I think that she caught a lot of heat for being real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's... and, you know, back then we were young and didn't know the what was happening and weren't able to really – she couldn't tell us these things. But now seeing it from where we are, it's and, like and Jesus. You know, but she was trying to actually like, prepare kids for the future and, you know, what's going to happen in life. Yeah. He basically had to face hell for it. That that listen. That's what the system seems to do these days. This is this is something I say with, and I know I'm putting you on the spot there, Carrie. But this is something, <laughs> and that's completely your prerogative. But that what she had to endure would require its own separate show. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I could definitely see doing that show one of these days if you're willing to, Carrie. No, I'm. <laughs> I'd be willing to. <laughs> All right. That's, I, that's I, good. I'm going to hold you to that. I look forward to doing that with you. Yeah, See, definitely. I, I that's awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we currently, as Because I think people moment, need to know. We, we have 1,608. Nope, 16. All right. <laughs> Listeners way, though, right now. I'm sorry, Dan. I don't mean to, like, cut you off here. But our show is on COVID. Let's bring it back to that. And that's where I'm going. But first, All right. first, 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 this is important because we are right. into hour three. We're actually well into hour three now. But and what is our call in number? Call in number is 515-605-9832. We're trying to get Dave back online. We're having some connection issues there. Uh, caller 570 area code. I'm sorry I missed your call. I think it was connection issues, but we should be getting back up, so feel free to call back in. But again, the call-in number is 515-605-9832. This is Voice of the People USA Radio, and we are live on Blog Talk. We are live on Spotify. We are live on Spreaker.com slash USA. We are streaming via SoundCloud on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is Voice of the People USA Radio, and we no longer have a big red V. We have an actual logo now. Um, <laughs> we are... Our player is live, obviously, on our fan page of Voice of the People USA Radio. That's on fascist, uh, Facebook. And I ask you all to follow us. And I can promise you that this week there will be multiple other podcasts going up, followed by more radio shows. And we're going to do, start doing this very consistently. And I know I've said that in the past to the longtime listeners, but uh, I think it's important to realize that I've never been more serious. And this is something that we intend on keeping to keep going and obviously we intend for it to happen but it is a work in progress folks i mean we, we this our end game is to actually work on it and make a viable platform to talk about all these things it can't we, happen all at once so if we if we don't do everything we're talking about right now we are working on it but i could i could definitely give my word here that we will have additional shows and podcasts starting this week and it's going to keep on running like that and hopefully this is all leading to our actual 24/7 radio network online where we can have multiple people do their own shows offer different thoughts perspectives so with that again to close that out i am Dan Sperglio and we are joined by Mike Jacobson, Elisa Diaz, Dave Wasilewski and a very special guest named Carrie. <laughs> but, but I want to round this back, and I want to bring up this next topic here in our last hour with 45 minutes left on our live stream. I want to talk about something that I, 
I see and I think about and I wonder and I'm curious to see how you all feel. I'm going to put my question out there and I'm going to open it up to the round table here. But we have people talking about the importance of sheltering in place and, and social distancing and all these other things that are, you know, said to prevent the spread of the illustrious Chinese flu. <laughs> and if people think that's racist and COVID-19. Actually, Dan, if I might cut you off right there. Do either of you, does anyone here believe the stories about people attacking Chinese people for the coronavirus? No, not at all. No, absolutely not. No. Um, I have but, not heard a person tell me this. I, I you know, I don't want, it's going to sound weird, but I've talked to Chinese people. No one has told me this, and I've talked to many of them. I think I, this is another, like, one of those media BS stories. Well, of course. I talk to them, and they say that's why we left China. We don't want to be there. So, uh, and that's on a Chinese food restaurant. But for those who think that Chinese flu is racist and COVID-19 is acceptable, then they should really do a little research and find out what COVID stands for. And I'm just going to leave that out there without going into it. Wink, wink. Or the Spanish flu or (laughs) all those things. MERS, Middle Eastern. uh, Yeah. Anyway, but I digress. So when people, when people say that the importance of self quarantining and social distancing and staying at home is more important than anything else right now, then why is it not equally as important as the mental health problem in this country that everybody claims to care about when it's convenient for them as a political issue, but we don't talk about the 60 to 70 million people who can't work, as Dave alluded to before, that are dealing with their own depression, with their own job loss, with their own economic hardships. So why is it wrong to say that we should have those people be allowed to go back to work or they should be allowed to go about their lives? Why is that wrong? But it's okay to – it's all right to highlight that when it's politically expedient. But now in this event, we have to accept that everything that we're being told is what we must do and follow it to the T. But those tens of millions of people who also work to provide for senior citizens and their family have health insurance to protect the health of their senior citizens and their family, their loved ones, their children – why do they not matter? Why do they not have a voice in this? Why does their mental health not matter? And why are we accepting that this can go on forever and damn them? Because what they're saying right now is irrelevant. I'm going to put that out there, and I will be back. I got this go ahead. one. That's actually a very good question. And uh, the thing I think most people understand the fact that for most, most citizens, our jobs are our life. We basically revolve our lives around how we work. I mean, if I didn't work, I'd, God, I don't even know how, what my mental state would be. So to take a job away from somebody who has their whole life revolving around it is a very traumatic experience. And the effects of this are something that's going to be very far-reaching. I, I don't want to talk too much about suicide, but... Uh, for the people who are used to routine, that was be my hit too. Yeah, I mean, you're right on it. People are used to uh, what what they do, and you know, you, you can't just take this massive jerking of everything that you've done and putting it to the side and expecting people to be normal. It's impossible. And I, I actually think that's part of the plan. I mean, and don't you know, go, going on a far from a plan here. I don't know the whole thing, but uh, people, you know, they, they need stability. 
and taking that away from them, you're, you're going to create chaos. You're going to create chaos within their, their own lives, their family lives, and their friends' lives. Because, I mean, you know, my friends, their lives are in disarray. My life kind of goes apart, too, because I actually care about my friends. And th- this whole thing is almost like trying to a sledgehammer to the normality of our lives. It's a horrible event, and I don't think no one there. There's no nothing really addressing that, and yeah. it, it's almost like you know, Dan said, you know, mental health. Maybe care about it beforehand, but now they suddenly don't, and it's kind of apparent. And that, that, that's my take on it. I'm hoping that there's. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I have an inclination that we're going to see a very particular rise in suicide over the next three months. Yeah, I hope you're wrong too, but I don't disagree with you. And, and you know, and I say that not only for people, um, you know, dealing with depression, things like that, but when you throw a monkey wrench into the only stability people have, you know, right. and then you have people are petrified of being, getting this virus and stuff. And, you know, you have a lot of homeless people on the street which equates for a lot of mental health that is not properly treated or taken care of. The mental health system has horrifically failed. Oh yeah. I, I've you know, talked about that many a time, but yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. The, the mental, we're, we're not prepared for a mental health system to handle something like this. Yeah. We're, they're, they're more ill prepared than anybody else. You know, like, I haven't seen any hotline numbers on TV for people. That's actually actually a good observation, Jane. You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like, I I see a whole lot of nonsense, but I haven't seen anything to say, listen, if you're struggling right now and you need to talk to somebody, here's the hotline for suicide hotline. Here's hotlines for for online. Talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that is so important, And, and especially kids. You know, it falls back in line with kids trying to cope with this. You know, school is some of these children's only form of normalcy and acceptance. And and basically, they're only out from their lives at home, which are very dysfunctional. So Uh, now, you're actually kind of brought up the right point with the suicide hotline thing. I mean, I I think that's probably the only outreach that people can have right now. So, um, if if somebody can pull that up, if you're having problems like this, problems like this. Please call them. I mean, those people are there to help. It might not be something that you're, you might not even be suicidal, but uh, take the time to call, talk to people, get it off your chest. Don't want to build up. But hey, everybody so, knows that Burger so, King is there for us, and they deliver, and they're and they're doing uh, right. social distancing, and we know that we can get Cracker Barrel curbside, and we know that we can get even. You see the irrelevancy here. Do you see the stupidity that's put out there, and all these wonderful commercials that just so happen to be in the can, ready to tell us how we could do everything online and have it delivered to us? Um, we have an overabundance. Hey, of, yeah. Wait, real, just real quick. I'm just going to throw this out there because I I haven't seen anybody do it and I want to do it and I looked up the suicide hotline number. This I was way, doing that if too. anybody's Perfect. having, yeah, anybody has anything, like please reach out. Like we don't want to have to talk about people, you know, committing suicide as a result of this. Yeah, it is temporary. We will overcome it. But if it's you're having a problem, over, exactly. please, the number is one eight hundred 
1-800-273-8255. So 1-800-273-8255. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and there's somebody always away. If you have a problem, please call them. Talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Get out in the open. And, you know, it's at least, at least it's a way to help you help you feel better, I hope. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget suicidepreventionlifeline.org is the website. Suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That is the official website for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. So thank you for doing that. So Yeah, I just, you know, I think Dave, it's important. No, it is important because, again, and that's where I was going with that, we see this overabundance of stupidity and big pharma ads and, you know, restaurants and everything else bombarding us while everybody's forced to watch TV. And we have so many different social justice style messages being put out there, but we have nothing that puts out there a resource to help people. Well, I kind of want to not to get off the subject, but, uh, you know, they offer us a bunch of pills to go over this stuff. But realistically, the best medicine for any sort of problem you're having is to talk to someone else. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that can honestly, and I can say, like, for people that don't know, you know, I was a police officer in Philadelphia for 10 years. And the amount of mental health issues are brutal. It's brutal. The numbers would shock you on how bad it is, you know. And I just think that especially when you have high stress, you have, you know, uh, financial issues, you know, people are not making money at work. All those things can make one small thing massive. And that uh, massive is an, an officer, you probably ran into a lot of these things. Could you maybe ballpark how often you ran into problems with people that were that problems people oh, yeah. had? Listen, I was in the I was in North Philly. I was a, I was in the 35th district, um, which is the center of it's like basically the ghetto. And okay. I can say on a daily shift, at least three to five times a night, we had to deal with somebody that was either serious mental health issues that needed to be voluntarily or involuntarily committed, um, suicide attempts, uh, drug issues, which a lot of your drug addictions stem from un, basically undiagnosed and untreated mental health issues. Well, that's and another those, thing you brought, you brought up right there with drug issues. And a lot of people that are going to be scared of what's going on might, not that I'm suggesting it, but they might turn <laughs> drugs to get their minds off of these things. Right. And it's going to cause a lot of problems in the in the near future. And yep. um, I hope the people that are thinking about that going that route make the call to talk to people before it go, gets that extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, nothing is ever that bad. Like, I know yeah. in the moment it seems like it is, but everything's temporary. Like, everything passes at some point. So I just hope people hold on to a little bit of hope. There's always hope. Wow. Wow. That's sweet. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, and I can't tell you how many times, like, <clears throat> and like being very honest, dealing as a, as a police officer in the things I've seen and dealt with, people don't understand what happens once you have made that choice to end your life, what that effect has on the people you left behind. I can't tell you how many mothers and, and children of people that have committed suicide that have basically fell to their knees in my arms. 
It's heartbreaking. It really is. So, you know, that is not an answer, and it does way more harm than it does good. I, so I, I couldn't agree with all that 100%. I definitely yeah. agree that it, it, that it affects people beyond what you do. But, yeah. so, I'm going to tell you, if this is too much for you, if sitting at home, reading, working from home, and doing everything else that makes you commit suicide, do me a favor. Get out of here. So I'm going to be the devil's advocate. So this is a time and a place where the strung survive. And if you're not mentally strong enough to deal with this, move on. You got to go. Do something. That is absolutely ridiculous to think that because of all this shit going on, you're going to do something like that that is weak and that's unpowerful. It's very selfish. It's It's very, very selfish. I don't understand how people are being manipulated to be in a position where they feel they're weak. I, I, I... You know, I understand people well, that are suffering well, I, need to put that end to it. Man, I, Mike, but, I'm 44 years old. I'm 44 years old. I feel weak right now. We because I'm sitting at home. Because I'm sitting at home. We can't expect I'm doing people, nothing but eating. We cannot expect people to have our, self, our own mental conditioning. Okay. I mean, but I, it's but horrible. I, I'm not fitting to fucking shoot myself in the face. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're not. It really, I am. I don't yeah, really no shit. Considering that either. But you can't but, expect. I, mean, I I do understand how people can be scared enough to do extreme things right now because right. they are being manipulated to do them. And that's they're what, not that's, being that's manipulated. That's what the whole show is about because we're trying. They're to not control. being manipulated. Do it, Mike. I, I think with the media, who's, the way who's manipulating the virus? Yes, they are. I don't think well, it's what? manipulation as much as it is financial yeah. fear. And um, like being unable to care for the thinking, like that that they're more of a burden than a, a, a an asset. I think it comes we, a lot into mental play. But look, we have, there's people. Have, look, there's there's people going out and we buying a toilet paper. Hang on, there's people going out and buying toilet paper. No, that's something. That, we, that's something well, Dan, that, did you say we have a caller? Address them a little yeah, bit. We yeah, have a caller on the line. That. Skype caller. Skype caller. Go ahead. You're live. Hello? I, Hello? I heard something, but it disappeared. Yeah, I heard something. Too. Yeah, it, it sounded like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Has the devil called us? Do you have something to say? Alicia's a whore. Oh, ooh. <laughs> no, that bitch didn't. Obvious, you know what that obvious. is? That's yeah. I would cut that listen, off. Right you know there, where yeah. that stems from? That's, that stems from someone that has nothing else to do in their life and has severe jealousy issues. 
Okay. So no, that, that's, that's just a perfect from somebody that's sitting at home that probably needs yeah. to blow their fucking face off. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but if you're there oh, saying they're God. trying to discredit someone, trying to make something better for this world, then I feel very <laughs> sorry for you. I hope you do better. And um, yes, to, yeah, seriously, to you're, the, what you're doing is really not appreciated. To the to the Skype caller, we we don't screen our calls. Obviously, we let people come on and we let people speak because that's what this is all about. This isn't about censorship, but when you call up and say something like that, that's where I thrive because I get to respond and say, you're just a worthless no little shit. dumbass who's obviously jealous of somebody actually doing something with their life and you being a pathetic sad sack of shit that calls in to make an asshole comment. So thank you for increasing our listenership there, but obviously you made an asshole. I'm not trying to hype what we do, but people that are willing to go on a show like this and speak out are actually very brave. Yep. And uh, I have tremendous respect for the people that, you know, my, my co-hosts, they're willing to say something and basically putting your name out there for people who basically shit on you. Mm-hmm. And yep. it, it's, it's, it takes a lot more balls than most people understand. So I appreciate yep. it. You probably don't get it from a lot of other people, but I thank you for doing it. Well, thanks. I'll, I, and I'll, I'll say this. What, I'm that... fucking impressed that you Skyped. I'm impressed too, um, but you know, and I'm impressed that somebody, somebody would wait two and a half hours of listening to me talk to call in to say that, like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I had something you didn't and that you wanted at some point in time that you felt that I rattled you that much that you gave me that much energy of your time. So hey, thank you. Hey, listen, you made me relevant. Listen, Listen, good looking. I would listen to you 365, 24-7. <laughs> Trigger. You know how long I've been dealing with that nonsense? I don't even pay it, Mike. You know, it's nonsense. To, to piggyback off of what Mike said, and I think this is important for, for the few who do know, and I, mm-hmm. I will not make this into a long, long uh, explanation here, but this started, Voice of the People USA started in 2007, and we held rallies oh, all over. Oh, yeah. The, the, the horrible things that we got back in the day were literally mm-hmm. horrible. Death, death, loss of jobs, um, attacks constantly. I think I, I personally received over 300,000 death threats. Um, Mike received they, – they threatened, they attacked. We had um, hit smear campaigns done on us by – the New York Times, the AP, the ADL, Southern Poverty Law Center, you name it, they all attacked us. And all that I learned through that to kind of say, go back to what Dave was trying to get at before is, you know what, the weak fall out and the strong remain and you don't back down your convictions or silence yourself or self-censor yourself in the face of adversity. You rise above it. And that's why we did this platform. This show was born online because myself and Andy at the time had a live radio show on actual terrestrial radio. And the producer tried to tell us what we should and shouldn't talk about during a commercial break. So I outed him on the air and told him to kindly go, you know, <laughs> Go straight well, to hell. Know, I, 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 I will address this, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Um, people think that that affects me or upsets me, and it really doesn't. And the reason no, it doesn't it does. is because at the end of the day, if you hate me that much, you're still sitting listening to me. So what is so obviously, you know, there's something more going on. I love it. It's, good. it's bringing us. It's bringing us clicks. <laughs> One day yeah, we'll convert like that into actual money. <laughs> 
I mean, it's comical to me. That you, but thanks. I appreciate it. We thrive off your hate. Well. <laughs> we we thrive off your freedom of speech. It's all good. So, Never all right. Moment. Next. And no, move it's on. fun. So, with our last 24 minutes left on our live stream, you know, we've obviously this has been one of the most serious shows I think we've done in a very long time, and there's still so many issues and so many topics to touch on, and that's why we've got to do more shows this week. But, you know, I I want to round it out by going back to where where it all began, where this show began, and I want to pose the question again. How much of our liberty do we sacrifice? How much of our freedoms of our right to be who the hell we are, do we surrender in the name of fighting an invisible enemy, a technocracy, a globalist agenda? How much are we willing to sacrifice? When do we say we're going to question the official narrative? When do we speak up? Because no matter... No matter what, it's when we speak up and go public. It's when we put our thoughts and our opinions and our posts out there. They'll censor us, but they won't censor everything. When you let the people who perpetrate sickness and shootings and wars and death and hysteria and fear-mongering onto people, when you let them know that we're onto them, sometimes you call them on it and they'll back down. Will they go away? No, but they'll back down for the time being. So I again ask all of you, I ask you, how much more do we have to sacrifice and when do we say, we're going to do what we need to do, but we're going to preach something a little bit different. We're going to preach common sense, we're going to preach constitutionality, and we're going to do the one thing that has not been done at all, and we're going to preach unity. This is bigger than a divide politically. This is bigger than a divide of, I don't like you, you don't like me, so we can't converse. This is something more. This is one of those times in our life that it's something greater than our personal biases, our political beliefs. It's greater than that. It's bigger than that. So when will we preach unity? When will we preach coming together versus that's a Democrat idea. That's an atheist idea. That's a Christian idea. That's a Republican idea. And when do we say enough of that bullshit and actually come together and realize that we are under attack, not just by a virus, a bioweapon. We are under attack by our media. We are under attack by the TV, by Hollywood. We're under attack by government officials. We're under attack every second of every day. And I ask you all, I ask you in our final 20 minutes, What's your message? What's your viewpoint? What's your feeling? And how do we bridge the gap of the forced political divide and find an area where we could actually start to come together? Not via a hashtag. Not via we're good boys and girls because we don't go out of our house anymore and we don't go to stores and we don't speak ill and we don't speak this and we don't do this and we don't go here and we don't go there. When do we rise above? When do we rise above that? And well, I think, start- too, when that, that, that'll happen, number one, when people stop hiding behind things. Like, mm-hmm. that's an issue with Facebook. Prime example, <clears throat> what you just saw happen. You know, when someone is so weak 
that they have to hide behind a, a blocked call or behind a Facebook avatar. And then they spew hate. But those same people would never have the audacity <clears throat> to come directly to your face. People know where I'm at. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, people know who I am. You know how to reach me. You don't have to hide. So when people stop hiding behind things and start approaching situations up front, I think you're going to see a major change in the direction that we're going in. The, uh, okay. so, I, so I think there's going to be no change. What you see is what you get with this society right now. What happened with this coronavirus? People went out and bought toilet paper. All right. Well, you know, there's fucking no reason to buy toilet paper. So now everybody's going out to buy food. So there is no talking to people because people don't don't want to listen. They don't want to be normal. People are going to fend for themselves because that's the way everybody thinks. Everybody is out for themselves. They're not trying to hear people's political views. They're not trying to hear what, what people think, although they should because it might change their mind a little bit. But they're not going to change their mind. What's going to happen is there's people, same thing that happens when uh, a cop shoots, shoots a black kid. What happens? Right. They don't go after the police department. They, there might be some people that go and protest, but people go and loot. This society is ridiculous. You can talk to them till you're blue in the face about what you should do. And honestly, look, hats off to you guys talking about suicide prevention. And I hope nobody does, but if they do, like it's no skin off my back. Like I'm not going to be depressed if that happens. You put yourself in that office. If you didn't go out there and get a job where you found a good job where in a situation like this, an employer is going to take care of you, then you probably need to rethink what the fuck you did. Mm-hmm. If, right. if, if a guidance oh. counselor, and, and sorry, people will say, well, well, a guidance counselor told me I need to go to college. Well, fuck you and your fucking guidance counselor. Maybe you should have been something. What, what America needs is like hands-on shit. You need to be a plumber, a plumber. You need to be an mm-hmm. HVAC. You need to be That's fucking something. Famous. Like you need to be something instead of posting on your fucking Facebook, on your fucking stupid Instagram. You should have fucking did something fucking smart. But no, you didn't. I didn't tell you to go to college, so stop asking about college forgiveness. It ain't gonna happen. I fucking chose to go to college. I paid my fucking debts. I paid them all. You, you're gonna have to pay yours. So this yep. society is weak and stupid. So stupid that we're going out and buying toilet paper that has nothing to do with the fucking virus. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. 
How stupid are you? Well, can I chime in here? Yep, that's where I was going. All right. Well, you actually make a good point about, uh, you know, things like student forgiveness and that. And the reason why is that we we all need to understand the idea of personal responsibility. We need to be responsible for our own actions and the choices that we make. Now, with that said, you had mentioned about the toilet paper incident. I want to tell you a story about uh, me at the Walmart on Monday. A gentleman in front of me I was sitting in line, as I say, aisle number one of a Walmart. That one had two, two aisles open. I saw he had like 14 or 15 rolls of toilet paper in his cart. I said, excuse me, sir. I don't mean to bother you. But where, where did you get all those rolls of toilet paper from? He's like, oh, you know, they only had one box left, so I got a bunch of them. I was like, he's like, I got a bunch of them. I grabbed all I could. I'm like, oh, man. I don't have any in my house. He actually handed me two of the rolls. He's like, do you need any more? And that kind of hit me that that he he did that that offer. I was like, you know, two rolls, I'm good. I, I can get by for about probably a week or two of that. He's like, all right, you know, here, here you go. Put it in my car. Very friendly. I'd like to think that more people should be like that. I I do believe that the majority of people are still like that. Um, the people that are that threatened that they have to buy everything and hoard them for themselves are people that lack common sense. And that's what the media wants us to believe. We are citizens. We care about each other. I mean, if I, if I don't Mike, have my neighbors in the problem... Mike, if you, can buy, if you can pay your mortgage, is some dick in Harry going to call you and say, hey, let me hook you up? No. I, I don't understand no. what you're saying there. No. <laughs> so these, these people, these people can give you whatever. You, you think it's hot, It's like uh, from the heart. Fuck that. That there ain't nothing from the heart here. These people really don't care. We are all neighbors. There's really no work together. Cares. Yeah, I get it. I get it. We all do need to work together in the grand scheme of things. People aren't going to work together. I don't it's want to start that type of negativity. I mean, I think that we we as citizens can coexist together, regardless of our situation, our wealth, or the, the way our government's treating us. And you know, the whole thing is this, this is the, the overriding principle of this. I think that we're being pushed towards civil war. Yeah, I, don't no ever want, I don't want to come to that point. No shit. I'd rather, I think we can, we as citizens can work together. No shit. So get your guns, get your ammo, because after this two weeks is over or, or a month to down the road, you better get it together and you better have guns because if well, you, there's any you should, indication. You always prepare, but you should always be polite too. And be a person that understands that not everyone's in the same situation as you. I mean, if, if the most dangerous I, I would never thing, be the person that would hoard like fifteen I'm in a great situation. paper in my shopping cart. But if I was, I would be the person that.
if you like, oh, you need this? Here you go. I don't need all this. You're going to be the first one to fucking die. The most dangerous thing you're going to be the first one to die. Not really, because I actually prepared for a year ago. At least the jump in. That's why I'm growing the garden right now. The most dangerous thing that we could do as citizens, that the only thing the government really fears the most, is us coming for together as one unit. No shit. Yeah, exactly. No shit. Yes. No shit. I mean, it, 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 you want to talk, we talk <clears throat> about change and what you know and how to how to invoke change. No shit. If you want to change something, take the people you hate and think about why you hate them. And think about if the reason you hate them really affects your life. Drop and if it doesn't, let that shit go. But, you know, we're all humans. We have but all that together. people need to worry about is your life. People yeah. just need to focus on their lives, period. Yeah, I mean, That's what I mean, people need to focus on. Not going to Florida, realistic? going for spring break, not going to the mall. People need to look. If somebody says, look, there's a virus going around and people are going to get sick, you need to stay at home. Stay the fuck home. Mm-hmm. How, how well, can you so listen to that? that? Staying at home and not taking everything else away from someone else, which is what the situation we're at now. You yep. know, is it realistic to say that everyone's going to get along? No. You'll, it'll never exactly. be that way. But is it wrong to be a little polite? knowing that times are so stressful, knowing that your ignorance can be the cause for someone's demise, you know, like that, there's a difference in being a shitty person. Or the cause of being, being someone out. surviving too. I mean, I hope things aren't that extreme, but kindness goes a long way. Yeah, it does. Let it's me, let me, let me bridge this into a quick little, a quick little story. And this will only take about a minute. I remember just thinking, oh, shit, this is going to turn into a half hour. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> That's why I do separate podcasts. The overall the people you say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, shut up. So I remember distinctly at our rally that we had back when we were doing our rallies across the country, we held a rally in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, three months after we started. And we at that point, we had decent amount of rallies done and we were out there big event opposing illegal immigration opposing corruption in government state government whatever the case may be at that rally at that rally and i and don't get me wrong here when i see people that are self-proclaimed skinheads kkk you know black extremists white extremists friggin ms-13 i think they're all chicken shit cowards and i'd personally like to kick all their ass but but I will say this, at the rally in Harrisburg, we held an event where we had people there outwardly. I knew exactly who they were. I knew they had different beliefs, different ideologies. We had pro-socialist people there. We had Ron Paul supporters. We had truthers. We had atheists. We had Christians. We had a Black Panther hanging out with somebody who I know wasn't wearing anything, but I knew he subscribed to the skinhead ideology. None of that plays in my world. But all these people were together. They were standing there, talking, laughing, getting into the event. They were actually 
believing in what they were hearing. They were finding commonalities. They were finding things that they agree on. And they were actually a part of something bigger, not a divide. They were finding a way to put their beliefs aside and find something more that they believed in. It was the most impressive thing I had ever seen. And we held bigger rallies after that, but that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And it I actually is, it. Uh, Sorry, Dan, I'm going to put it in here. It's actually proof that no matter how far people think they are apart, they're actually very similar. And mm-hmm. I and, think we all need to be reminded of that. And I will say this. I will say this. I lived it at the time. Andy lived it. Mike lived it. Everybody got to bear witness to it. After that event, we were attacked like never before. We had hit pieces coming from every national, international media outlet known to man. They had to silence us. Tea God party. forbid we get along together. They didn't want that because we weren't preaching it a one-sided agenda. We were doing something bigger than what they were going for. Putting ben, on an event. Ben, where you guys, you guys were talking about race. This is like we're talking about a virus. Doesn't matter. There's a big it's difference. The same. No, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. The difference between yeah. what media wants uh, us see. to believe and what media doesn't want us to believe that we're against each other regardless of exactly. what happens. And That's we're not. Where I'm going. That's what I'm going after, Dave. It's the fact that what do you say? they are trying to spin it into this. They are trying to keep us divided, regardless virus, shooting, immigration, taxation, whatever it is. The overall response is to cause that divide, that rift, and never yeah, allow there conversation. Is, there is no I, – I don't feel there is any fucking divide. Of course there, there is. There is no divide. I, of course I, there is. What, like, I really don't feel what? like there's a, a divide on, yeah, a divide on what? I mean, if you're no, black, I'm, I'm like, what is, white, what is Hispanic, there, what is he if you're saying fucking Chinese, you're still getting the same virus. We're talking about a virus. It doesn't we're, matter. We're not talking, I'm talking about, about. I'm talking about something bigger than that. I'm talking about what we're seeing, living out, playing out every single day, every second of every day that people don't oh, address enough. Trump, how it's like Republicans' fault, Trump's fault, like how it's we're like, named, I understand yes, what you're saying. We're name-calling. We're attacking. We are falling into <sighs> that vastness. We are falling into that black hole. It's the same as any other issue. And where I'm getting at, I don't know if there's a divide on this virus, but well, wait a minute. I'm not, but 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 I'm not. I'm not falling into it. There's not. You got to understand where I'm getting at here. And I say this because the divide is real. The divide is real because what we prove today is doable, and not enough people do it. That there's differences of opinions, of beliefs. Some people don't even think there is a virus at all. Some people do. Some people think it's this. Some people think it's that. What I'm getting at in all of this, and we're running low on time, but what I'm getting at with all of this is simple. Don't fall into hysteria. Fall into common sense. Fall into the realm of rising above the finger pointing and the bullshit and the hatred and actually learn to have a conversation. And be bigger than what is being right. forced upon us by a bullshit media. The the ones who create that divide are the most evil fucks because they know, they know damn well there is no such thing as a true divide on this, right? But at the same time, 
They try to create one. We are all responsible for rising above that melodrama bullshit, have a conversation, utilize common sense, and actually show some damn decency. Everybody, you have 30, you have 30 seconds here to give your final, final wrap-up talking point opinion. I run a low on time, so go ahead. Ladies first. I'll roll, go. I'll roll last. Hey, right, hey, I'm hey, look. Go, go ahead, girl, because, listen, it's my birthday. I've been drinking. <laughs> I'm good. So I'm just going to say... Uh, my advice for people right now in this craziness is do your own research. Stop listening to every media outlet, CNN and Fox, and taking that as Bible verse because it's not what not everything you're seeing is what it is. And just you know, be your own person. Stand up for what you believe in, and don't let people try to bring you down in that process. You know, and just have conversations with people. Understand where they're coming from. Questionnaire and stay home. <laughs> Stay like home. Dave, go ahead. Quick. <clears throat> no, man, I'm good. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. All right. Um, as far as what the media is trying to push to you and make you being fearful and make you being hateful, we're all citizens. We're all loving neighbors. As the good book would say, you know, not really just love thy neighbor. If yeah, you talk okay. to people, you will find that you have more in common and you'll have more concern about each other than you thought you did, unless you listen, only listen to the knee outlets. Do not give and it I a fear. God bless. How Do not give it a fear. Do not give it a panic. Love thy neighbor unless they have toilet paper. Get the fuck. <laughs> and God please bless. Do not, do not get so so panicked that you have no choice but to give it to someone else. Please. Yep. Don't listen to everything you hear. Be your own judge. Make your own decisions. Inform yourself. This is the best information I can possibly give to people. Make your own thoughts. Don't let the TV tell you what to think. Yep. I'm done. Okay. Amen. Uh, With with that, I want to thank everybody. This has been one of our almost most serious shows that we ever did, and we are going to do more of that. Follow us on the Voice of the People USA radio fan page on Facebook. I'll be announcing more events probably with the next And I'll be coming hours. in every now and then. Yes, yes, yes. Look forward and to I'm, it. And I thank you for joining us, Elisa. And this is your first step into this world. And happy to have you. And I look forward to doing more work with you. Dave, thank you for joining us. Thank happy you. birthday. Mike, as happy always. Birthday, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Dave, birthday, Dave. And Mike, as always, I thank you. Carrie, thank you for calling and listening and putting up with. And to to everybody else out there, I want to thank you so much for your time. This has been an experiment in going beyond the rhetoric and actually having a conversation covering multiple issues with nobody hating each other in the end. Proof that it can be done. So with that, this is Voice of the People USA Radio. I am Dan Spriglio. And as always, Follow us on Facebook. Follow follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Blog Talk, for the countdown. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at VOP USA Radio, Blog Talk Radio dot com slash VOP USA. Yes, thank you. Find us on YouTube at Voice of the People USA Radio. And with that, God bless, and I will see you all or talk with you all very, very soon. Updates coming within the next 24 hours on the fan page. Thank you all.
Take care, everyone. Like our fan page, Voice of the People USA Radio, on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at VOP USA Radio, Spotify, Anchor, Apple iTunes, Podbean, Google, Spreaker, our YouTube channel, and everywhere else you find podcasts. Until next time, always remember, your voice is your first line of defense against tyranny. Like our fan page, Voice of the People USA Radio, on Facebook. probably one of our best episodes ever. I became the nicer one. (laughs) That was him. Every time I'd hang up on him, it would go away. I must have dropped him like 30 times.
No, this one was a. Yeah, no, this one was the most on point we've been probably ever. So, uh, even three hours went by pretty quick. No, no, honestly, not beyond what you said. I I think it was good. I think trying a format and a structure is new, but I think we did pretty decently all in all. So, no. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, that's, you'll probably never even hear that one again. You'll probably never even hear that one again. I have, I have a far better one. Uh, hang on, listen. Listen. I have no emotion. Listen, listen to this. Maybe you could hear it. Hold on. Are you a whining, sniveling little apologist? Are you a psycho-babbling snowflake? Part of the victim culture and all of the global elite that want to destroy our God-given freedoms? Are you a pussy? If so, turn it up, because we love pissing you off. This is Voice of the People USA Radio. Engage and rage. And rage. Pure, unadulterated truth guaranteed. This is Voice of the People USA Radio. And this is Dan Smeriglio. 